This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, November 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Several vials labeled smallpox were found at a vaccine research facility in Pennsylvania. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said Tuesday there is no indication that anyone was exposed to the small number of frozen vials. The CDC said in a statement emailed to CNN, the frozen vials labeled smallpox were incidentally discovered at a laboratory as a, uh, by a laboratory worker while cleaning out a freezer in a facility that conducts vaccine research in Pennsylvania. CDC, its administration partners, the law enforcement and are investigating the matter and the vials contents appear intact, the CDC added. The laboratory worker who discovered the vials was wearing gloves and a mask. We will provide further details as they are available. According to Yahoo News, which cited an alert sent to Department of Homeland Security leadership, the vials were reportedly found in a freezer Monday at a Merck facility outside of Philadelphia. The closest Merck uh, facility to Philadelphia is in North Wales, although it's not confirmed that that is the location. Mm. Smallpox, also known as variola, was declared eradicated in 1980 by the World Health Organization after a concerted global vaccination effort. Before that, the virus, which passes easily from person to person, affected 15 million people a year and killed about 30 percent of them. The last known outbreak in the United States was in 1947. In 2014, employees of the National Institute of Health found six vials of smallpox in an unused storage room at a Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, facility. Two of the vials contained um, viable virus. The CDC said at the time there was no evidence anyone had been exposed to the contents of any of the vials. Governments have argued about whether to keep samples of the virus or to destroy all known copies. Most routine vaccinations stopped in 1972, but military personnel and some researchers are still vaccinated. The CDC recommends that people get smallpox boosters every three to five years to stay protected, although at least one study indicated vaccinated people may have at least some immunity for life. I guess he even a sandwich in the refrigerator. Yeah, right. You know? not, right. Not I was thinking the same thing. God, I bought a hoagie, and I <laughs> either that or you know, uh, you know, uh, like they're laying, leaving it around like it's a, like it's a condiment or something like that. You Anybody know? see the smallpox? Can I borrow? The, can I borrow? Can yeah. you pass me the smallpox, please? It's, it's back there behind yeah. the uh, oh. onion dip, right? Oh. And like two incidents. I mean, one was in 2014, one now, but like two incidents where yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, there's smallpox. Yeah. Hey, can I have some of that anthrax? <laughs> You gonna use yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> use it as a dessert topping. <laughs> and when I first read that line, like that, they, you know, they argue over whether to keep it or, or completely get rid of it. I'm like, why would you keep it? And then I'm like, I don't know. There's probably some, you know, if once they get rid of it, then it, there'll be like some reason why they absolutely yeah. need it. And now it's gone. I'm reading a book about uh, viruses and and how different countries work on different things and store different things. And I think I'm going to stop reading the book. Yeah, right, it's terrifying. Oh, really? I was, yeah. There's a book that I, that I read. Nick is reading it right now, and, and uh, it's called uh, Project Hail Mary. And sometimes it's interesting it's, as it's example as exemplified in that story that sometimes the thing that's causing you the problem is the thing you need to use to fix the problem, <laughs> yeah. right. which is really weird. Uh, and so maybe, maybe that's why that, they hang on to these things. I don't know. A juvenile is facing charges in connection with a threat at Central Bucks High School South. The incident prompted a lockdown and an early dismissal on Tuesday. School officials say it all began when information was received about two separate threats made to the school. Police say those threats involved an explosive device and a possible weapon. Police were notified, and on their advice, the school was placed on lockdown. Officers, including a K-9 unit, inspected the building for dangerous devices. No devices were found and no injuries were reported. Eventually, it was decided that students should be dismissed as a precautionary measure. The students went 
went home shortly after 12 p.m. On Tuesday night, police announced the arrest, but no further information was given about the person arrested. Mill Creek Elementary nearby was also placed on lockdown for a short time because of its proximity to the high school, but those students were not dismissed early. A Pennsylvania judge on Tuesday said an order that requires masks inside K-12 schools and child care facilities to contain the coronavirus must expire on December 4th, although that is unlikely to be the final legal development in the case. The ruling by Commonwealth Court Judge Christine Fizano-Cannon came a week after her court threw out the statewide mask mandate, and it lifts the automatic suspension of that decision granted when Governor Tom Wolf's administration appealed to the state Supreme Court. Let me ask you guys something, because I still will most of the time wear my mask when I go into like stores. We're required to wear a mask anytime we leave the studio here. Right. Um, but like I walk into Wawa, a supermarket. I was at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods last night. I put the mask on. I don't, at this point, I don't even notice who has masks on and who doesn't. I check the temperature as I go in. I have always have it on my wrist if I'm going to different stores. And right. if it looks like it's the, people aren't wearing it, I won't put mine on. If it looks right. like they would prefer you but wear it. But do you it, notice? What I'm asking is, do you notice? If, uh, yeah. like, is that something that you're, oh, that person's still wearing a mask? Yeah, or, or, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't be, know why listen, I don't, though. If it's a, you, you want to accommodate the, the wishes of the store that you're going into, you know, that's well, fine. Well, that's the thing. Some of, so I went to the post office yesterday, and they are still, like, you absolutely have to, at least the one right. I went to, you absolutely have to wear a mask if you go in. Yeah, it was uh, what the uh, what's a town square or in King of Prussia town village or whatever. Town, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the places people were were maskless, and then there were one or two places where they seemed to want you to wear them. So I had it on my wrist and I put it on. Yeah, I think it's based on who's enforcing it. Obviously, uh, Cannon's ruling in theory gives time to the state supreme court to take up the case or for Wolf administrations uh, to write and enact a mask mandate through an emergency regulation. In a four-one ruling last week, Commonwealth Court sided with a legal challenge to the masking order that took effect in early September amid rising coronavirus cases and concerns about the surge of the Delta variant. The judges agreed with the challengers that state law did not explicitly allow acting health secretary Allison Beam to order a mask mandate to contain a disease and the state never created a regulation under the state's disease control law to allow it. Two days earlier, Wolf announced he would return authority over uh, masking decisions to local school districts on January 17th, but intended to continue masking in child care centers and early learning programs. In sports this morning. The Flyers beat the Calgary Flames in overtime last night. Cam Atkinson scored 45 seconds into overtime, and Carter Hart made 33 saves to lift the Flyers to the 2-1 win. Kevin Hayes, who was playing in just his second game of the season, also scored for the Flyers. And after the goal, pointed towards the heavens and then to his heart to honor his late brother, Jimmy. After the game, Hayes said he's giving the puck to Jimmy's two-year-old son, Bo. The Flyers are at home again tomorrow night with a game against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Sixers lost to the Jazz last night in Utah. Bojan Bogdanovich scored a season-high 27, including five three-pointers to lead the Jazz to the 120-85 route of the depletion. 
depleted Sixers. Shake Milton scored 18 and Tyrese Maxey added 16 for the Sixers who have lost five straight games for the first time since December of 2017. Joel Embiid and Matisse Thibel remained on the league's COVID-19 protocols and were not with the team. Embiid has missed five games now and Thibel six games. The road trip continues tomorrow night with a game in Denver against the Nuggets. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock. Former NFL linebacker Nigel Bradham, who helped the Eagles win the 2018 Super Bowl, was arrested after police say they found guns and over three pounds of marijuana in his sports car. According to court documents, Bradham was pulled over in Leon County, Florida, because they say the tag on his C8 Corvette did not belong to his car. During the stop, officers say they noticed a strong smell of marijuana and added that Bradham told them he had a gun in the glove compartment. Officers then searched the vehicle and the trunk of the Corvette, where they found two large bags and say in total they located 3.45 pounds of marijuana in Dude, Bradham's car. You know how much weed three and a half pounds is? It's insane, <laughs> right? Amazing. That is a lot. Oh, my God. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, welcome to Wednesday morning. Our Wednesday morning traditions continue as we have a secret text word today. So your chance to win the Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition on digital. And uh, it's been 20 years since Hobbits, Elves, and Wizards of Middle Earth arrived on the big screen. And now you can enjoy what every... What you expect to pay for this amazing collection? <laughs> uh, every moment of all six films at home with the Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition. So it's it's, it's uh, like uh, you, you just get it like a streaming code? You get... Uh, that is a good. Or you get physical discs and stuff. Question. It just either way, it's pretty awesome. The Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition. So All right. I don't know if it. It says uh, here at the end. It says here on digital. So there you okay. go. Okay. All right. Uh, so all you have to do is text word secret to three nine three three three. We'll send a word to you that you will need later on when Gandalf tells you to call in. You be the designated caller, and you give us that word, and you win the prize. And we'll grab a random texter as well. So text the word secret to 39333. Uh, we also are going to be on Fox Good Day this morning. So we'll check in with uh, uh, Mike and Alex and see how they are doing. We have a guest on the program, Mr. Justin Willman. He is a comedian and yes. a magician. And he is performing at the Grand Opera House in Wilmington tomorrow night. And he will be at the Borgata on Friday night. So we'll check in with Justin uh, via Zoom, and by the way, if you stream us on YouTube, you will be able to see him too. Yeah, that's, that's cool. The way it works, I, I, you know, I could go for a, a, a magic show. I, I've, Me I haven't seen a live magic show in years. Me too. Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. Uh, and also, we have a really cool thing taking place tomorrow. Is a great American smokeout. Yeah, hell. And we haven't seen Dr. Rosenpenis in a while. Long time. <laughs> and we have decided to do a smaller in-person version of the Great American Smokeout because uh, last year we weren't able to do it. Right. Uh, and Dr. Rosenpenis, we, we are going to allow to have a small group of people actually come here to the building because there are, uh, there are uh, restrictions on the number of people that can actually be in our yeah. building right now. And we've got approval and we are going to be able to do this and we are going to have your opportunity to win a chance to come in, be hypnotized by the one and only Dr. Rosenpenis, mm -hmm. and hopefully get rid of your smoking habit for good. What a success rate he's had oh, with this. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a sign of the times. It's not only a smoke out, but it's also a vape out as well. Oh. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Uh, he's very effective. Dr. Rosenberg is actually his name. Right. and uh, He goes so by Rosenpenis. He does, yes. <laughs> and so we will uh, we'll get uh, him in here with everybody. And, by the way, everyone who doesn't make it tomorrow for our session... 
but you still need to quit smoking, you can contact Dr. Rosenberg and uh, Dr. Rosenberg and mention us, the President Steve Show, and she can save $100 on your session. Oh. And he can do, you know, there's obviously he has the capability to do things via Zoom. He can record things for you. Yeah. I use a, 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 a sort of a daily affirmation that he recorded for me. It's really cool. The discount applies to his other services, uh, including weight loss, insomnia, stress, and more. And you can go to Quit It Now. Dot com and get that set up. But we'll have your chance to to win an opportunity to come by here uh, this morning. So, a penis, Rosen penis. Was a Jeopardy question last night? Rosen penis. The three words oh. uh, that were uttered by a uh, a star that kicked off a twenty five film movie series. Ah, penis. Rose, <laughs> Doctor Rosen. <laughs> All right, all so right. Uh, we have these things. Oh, and that's not all. We also what? have the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff uh-huh. taking place. Tomorrow night is when that is. Nick and the MM Army will be at the Hilltown Tavern, and that is in uh, Maniacs on Roxborough Avenue. So that'll be from 7 to 9, but they're stopping by today, and they're bringing some goodies, and we will do some giveaways. We'll have uh, $25 gift cards to give to you, so make sure that you stay close and don't miss your chance to win some freebies this morning. All right, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment stories are up next, and I'll have a stupid question with a $150 Fogo to Show gift card to give away. Sun's coming up. Let's uh, get this Wednesday going. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. I got this list of stupid questions from uh, Kevin Flanagan. So, Kevin, you can't answer. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, I'm going to choose this one. Um, in a deck of cards, this is the only king without a mustache. Ah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. All right. This is the only king without a mustache in a deck of cards. Is she a card player? You know what Yeah, it is? I know. But I also actually, I hosted a trivia night at Mary and Mercy Academy a couple weeks ago. And I had that very question. Ah, in my, uh, yep. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. I'm going to go through the birthdays. And there are a bunch of them on November 17th. We'll start with our buddy Danny DeVito. Yes. Has his birthday today. Turned 77 <laughs> years old. Still going great, guns. Oh, man. Lots of projects, in- yeah. including, obviously, It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he's still knocks it out of the park on that show, man. You know what I found interesting? And they uh, related the story. It was Rob McElhaney relaying the story. Um, it was FX that wanted uh, Danny DeVito to join the show. They were reticent. To have that happen, mm-hmm. they thought it was sort of selling out the show a bit. Yeah, and uh, and as Rob McElhenney says, you can see how wise we were for going with their decision. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. It, it seemed kind of novelty to it them. It seemed maybe. like a novelty casting. Yeah. You know, they yeah. had no idea what he could bring, and it's wow. just been amazing. 
Happy birthday, Danny DeVito. Uh, the model and actress, Lauren Hutton, is 78 years old today. I just saw her recently. It was at uh, the Jim Carrey vampire movie, uh, Once Bitten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. That's when he was, he was like 20 years old. Oh, yeah, straight off the, when the they, comedy stage. They made that movie. Yeah, that's right. I forgot she was the vampire in that. Uh, and uh, Cleavon Little was the uh, her uh, her Rumfeld, right? Right, a, a, her uh, Renfield. Renfield, yeah, I'm yes. sorry, yeah. Or Donald Rumsfeld. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, so that's not the one that has... Uh, George Hamilton? Yes. Yeah, what, what is that? There were two that came out just all about right, the same once time. Once bitten... And um, I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. What was the name of that? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Never mind. I don't, I don't want to spend all this time. No, on come it. on, man. No. I, I Why did you even bring it up, Kathy? Huge <laughs> list of birthdays here. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Another good one. Who's in everything from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is what this music is from. I know I'm you British. hate this song, but I love this song. I hate this song. I know you hate it. It's cheesy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's got a spot for me, though, but it is super cheesy. Talk about a, a novelty. Oh, completely. This yeah. song. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, she was also in Scarface and The Abyss and The Perfect Storm. She's a solid actress. She's 63 today. Actually, you know what? This is not the novelty I was thinking of. I was thinking of the uh, Brian Three Adams song, one. Three Musketeer, with Sting. That's, a, that's and, another uh, one. Sting and him, and was it Rod Stewart? Might have been. Uh, there was a Troika there. It might have been, yeah. It was three people, and I'm not sure. It was like All for Love or some yeah. crap. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, so we also have Lauren Michaels, uh, the man behind uh, Saturday Night Live. The a genius. Still yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, 77 years old. I think he will die before he ever gives up that job. I think he, he, he quite possibly could have had that death accelerated if he didn't have SNL back in his life. You remember mm. for a while he was not producing yeah. and uh, the show really turned to crap, but uh, he's where he should be. Yep. He's and, and produced many movies like Three Amigos. 77 today, the great RuPaul. <laughs> Turns uh, 61 years old today. When this song came out, never in my life would I have thought that RuPaul would have been anything more than just a novelty hit with this song. But RuPaul has gone on to be uh, a force to be reckoned Super with. talented, yeah. very likable. I remember him in the Brady Bunch movie. Oh, it was man. great. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, I don't know what exactly is done. But whatever is getting tucked and whatever, how it's getting tucked, yep. it's amazing. Yep. I think I tell this story every year, but um, I saw uh, him perform and I could, the, the little pink short skirt um, that he was wearing, I, I couldn't believe, like, yeah. I was like, where is everything? Yeah, yeah. And I sat, I what was are you right, doing with that? I was at a table right in the front with my two cousins and like both of us were just like, I, where is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, I wore one of those things, uh, one of those tuck things. And <laughs> Did was, you? Yes, and it was for a video that I made, a drum cover video. How old was- were you? It was like a couple years ago. Wait, why did you wear Which it? One did you do? I'll explain. Okay. I, I did a cover of um, the song "Breed" from Nirvana, and in the middle of it, I had me in my swimming pool as oh the God. naked baby. I remember that. Yes, uh, with a dollar bill on a fishing line and everything. Yeah. And so I didn't. I wanted to be naked. I wanted it to, to look like I naked, but I didn't want to have an Aaron shot of my dong swinging out. <laughs> you it. So my son, who did uh, color guard, had to wear one of those because he was wearing tights and stuff. Uh, had it, and it's I'm called like, a dancer's well, belt, is it? Yeah, not? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, let me wear that thing. <laughs> Does it hurt? <laughs> it didn't hurt. It wasn't comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's snug for sure. Oh wow, man. But I'll I'll, to, I'll show you yeah. a, a clip of it of, of me wearing that thing. All right. So anyhow, uh, we also have the great Martin Scorsese. Celebrating his 79th birthday today. Genius. 
Yeah. Visionary. Raging Blood. One of the best, yes. Aviator. Goodfellas. Uh, Gangs of New York. Casino. All those great movies, yeah. Uh, turned 79 today, so happy birthday. Uh, here's a great actor, Stephen Root. And he's one of those character actors who's been in everything, man. In Office Space. Who's the... Uh, uh, Milton. Mil- he plays oh, Milton. But he's, oh. he was also in news radio, Dodgeball, Oh yes. Brother, Where Art Thou. He goes everything from hardcore drama to ridiculous comedies. And he does loads of um, animated voiceover He does, stuff too. yeah. Works a lot. He's 70 years old today. Steve, it's Gordon Lightfoot's Oh! Gordon Lightfoot, the wreck of the Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> sad, sad story of a jazz singer who she drowned, drowned in one of the Lake Great Lakes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, the reg of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh. So I watched a documentary on Gordon Lightfoot. I've always been a massive Gordon Lightfoot fan. Uh, and uh, who pops up in that documentary, Preston, a number of times? Rush. Rush? Yes. yes. Really? Yeah, Getty no Lee. Way. Canadian, and, yeah, okay. Yeah. And they were just absolutely effusive about uh, Gordon Lightfoot's songwriting capabilities. And I remember reading an, a, a, a quick analysis of that song, the regular Evan Fitzgerald, and one of the most unique things about it is that it has no chorus to yeah. it. It's all... Oh, what the hell was that? That's actually not the song. That that's is Ella Fitzgerald oh, coding. That's from the... Uh, I think the news release or something of when... Oh, right, yes, when the Ella Fitzgerald went down. Uh, so anyhow, uh, it has uh, it's all verse, it's yeah. no chorus, and also I think it's um, it's kind of a drone. It's like the same chord yeah. progression three time, three chords over and over and over nonstop, and it's a great freaking song. He he does one of it's an extended song. He did it. I, I think he was commissioned to do it by uh, maybe uh, you know, Justin Trudeau or, or or I don't know. Anyway, it's called Canadian Railroad Trilogy. It's like an eleven minute song. It's awesome. Okay, it's great. So happy birthday. He's 83, by the way. Uh, he's uh, 83 today. All right. Uh, Daisy Fuentes. I was like Daisy Fuentes. I remember her from MTV. She's so beautiful and perky and personality. Just uh, a lot of fun. Oodles. She's 55. Oh, here's here's one of my big crushes, Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just watching Doctor Strange. It was on yesterday. She's back in the um, uh, multiverse. The multiverse, yeah. yeah. So she's going to be in it, which is cool because they didn't do much with her character. Not a lot. In that movie, and I love her. Wedding Crashers, she's just so adorable in. Uh, mean Girls, obviously, was a breakout yeah. role for her. <laughs> Uh, the Notebook, as well. She is 43. And then we'll stay in the MCU for a moment. Uh, actress Leslie Bibb. I had to look her up because it says Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Yep. She played the really gorgeous uh, journalist. Yes. Who sleeps with Tony <laughs> in the first movie. Right, yeah, yeah. I think she's, maybe she's a little bit in the second. But anyhow, uh, she is 47 years old. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow has one of the greatest lines because uh, she's, you know, uh, Leslie Bibb's character is kind of like giving her crap for, mm-hmm. you know, being her... Being uh, his kind of uh, gopher, his, his valet, his lackey. Yeah. And then she goes, yeah, and occasionally taking out the trash. Yes. You know, <laughs> she's seeing her out. I love that line, Case. I'm glad you brought that up. All right, we'll go to the phone, see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, this is the only king without a mustache and a deck of cards. Which king is that? We're going to go to Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. Right. I'm going to say king of hearts. You are correct. Oh. Hang on the line. King of hearts is also the suicide king, right, Case? Mm. I don't know. All right, it's the king that has a sword sticking in his head. Uh-huh. And I, I've heard that. Who did uh, that song? 
King of Hearts, playing with the King of Hearts. Uh, it was Queen of Hearts, and it was Juice, Juice Newton. Newton. Ju- Queen of Hearts, that's Juice right. Newton. Yeah, correct. All right, so that is correct, and we're going to set you up with a $150 <laughs> Fogo to Show gift card. When you order a Fogo, you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy. Experiences carved table side. You can go to Fogo to discover what's next. You make a reservation uh, for Center City or King of Prussia. Go to Fogo.com. We were just watching the video of me swimming in the pool with the... Uh, the tuck. Yeah, you can, see, you can see it. You can see yeah, it. Yeah. I know. I wanted it to be, it's kind of, it's almost flesh colored. It's yeah, a little no, dark, so yeah. I wanted it to kind of hide me a little bit. All right, <laughs> anyhow, let's move on. I do have some entertainment stories. Uh, reflecting on her role as Mary Jane Watson in the 2002 superhero movie, Spider-Man Kirsten Dunst says that she and Tobey Maguire were not compensated equally. Uh, Dunst, to start alongside McGuire, said the pay disparity between me and Spider-Man was very extreme. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, Tobey Maguire is playing Spider-Man. And according to The Independent, the first Spider-Man movie made $821 million. Spider-Man 2 made $789 million. Despite the success, Dunst says that there was a distinct pay gap between herself and McGuire. Uh, she said, but you know who was on the cover of the second Spider-Man poster? Spider-Man and me. <laughs> uh, the last time she appeared in a Spider-Man movie was in 2007 for the third installment. And when asked if she would consider starring again someday, she said, yeah, I would do it. Why not? It would be fun. She said, I would never say no to something like that. I'd beat old MJ at this point with little Spidey babies. So uh, there there are rumors that she's going to pop up in the, you know, the trailer, the second trailer for... Spider-Man No Way Home mm-hmm. dropped yesterday, and they're they're jamming it with a lot of Love villains it. from the past. Love it. And uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they don't overdo it. That, I know. That did happen with the Spider-Man series. Remember, there got the to third be too one much. Got yeah. to be too much. Yeah. But if it's all predicated on the multiverse, yeah. and they know how to do it right, and yeah. I suspect they do, it should be great. All right, we're going to spend some time on Taylor Swift here for a moment, okay? Oh, I, have, I have a few different things here. Um, ever since uh, Tay-Tay dropped yeah. uh, the new video for her song, All Too Well, people haven't stopped talking about the scarf that Jake Gyllenhaal supposedly still has in his possession. May I tell you that mm-hmm. I could not fall asleep last night thinking about this? Well, do you know who else couldn't? Dion Warwick. Dion oh, Warwick. No yes. All right. Warwick took to Twitter. On Monday, oh, to encourage Gyllenhaal to return that scarf. Motherfucker! She said, "If that young man has Taylor's scarf, he should return it. It does not belong to you. Box it up, and I will pay the cost of postage." Dick. So this is a, the scarf is a big deal. These are the John Warwick. These are the reissues of the songs. She she re recorded these songs right, and they're all coming out. These albums, right? Yeah. Uh, this one is for right. sure. But but I yeah, because she lost the the rights right to right the, uh, to the to the scooter masters. whatever. Yeah, whatever. And and I've got that story you sent here in a second, Steve. But uh, lyrics in All Too Well as such, uh, or I'm sorry, such as, and and quote, and I left my scarf there at your sister's house, and you still got it in your drawer even now. No. Are pointed at Gyllenhaal, who was in a relationship with Swift in 2010. Maggie Gyllenhaal weighed in on the scarf drama back in 2017, saying... I never understood why everybody asked me about this scarf. I'm in the dark about the scarf. It's totally possible, though. Mm-hmm. By the way, that doesn't rhyme. I know uh, it doesn't. House it's, and it's, now. It's close, but it's not there. Now, John Mayer is responding to some hate he received on social media after Taylor Swift released Mayer. 
yeah. read Taylor's version on Friday. One of the 31-year-old singer's fans decided to take this opportunity to send a message of hate to John, who briefly dated Taylor between 2009 and 2010. On Instagram, a uh, user named ho for Layler mm-hmm. wrote John a direct message writing, F yourself, you ugly bitch. I hope you choke on something. What? Yeah. And then she followed it up with another message writing, Answer me, you bitch. John then decided to respond to yeah. a hateful message. Uh-oh. She wrote, it's John. I've been getting so many messages like these the past couple of days, I decided to choose your message and re- at random to reply. You can feel free to screenshot, share in any way you want if you like. He said, I'm not upset. I just tend to have a curious mind and felt feel compelled to ask, do you really hope that I die? Uh, the fan shared the screenshot of her DM conversation on TikTok before making her account private. She wrote, my friend literally dared me to do that. She said this in a voice recording uh, that she sent back to John. She's a Taylor fan, and like so am I. It was a dare. I'm sorry. I did not expect you to see. Uh, she also added that she apologized because she wasn't trying to get sued. Uh-huh. John reassured her that uh, it was okay before asking her, so it's a fun thing that uh, people are doing without taking into account that I might see it and be affected by it. And the fan explained that she was she really didn't think that John would ever see her message. And he told her it's 100% okay, go forth and live happy and healthy. That's why I think you see, because most people don't think that. That's why you have that bravado that people display. Like, ah, and they, they amp it up 5,000%. And that's why you get this impression that, like, this this was done on a dare. And when he called her on it, she backed right. backtracked like nobody's well, business. Why post something? She didn't post it. She, or, that was why, a DM. Well, yeah, why DM someone when you think they won't see it? I mean, what's what's even the point of that? Yeah, yeah, the right, point of it. it would be, I would send it going, well, maybe they'll see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll see this, you know? Yeah. yeah as opposed to, ah, they'll never see it. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. the difference between just uh, venting something on Twitter and then adding somebody at Twitter, right? So like, yeah. when you add them, it's like, my intention is for you to see right, it. Right, yeah. this way, and when I do it this way, it's like, no, nah, I just want to, you know, speak my mind. And when you're sending somebody a DM, it's like, yeah, there there is every chance in the world that said person will see this. To send someone, to, to send the DM, wouldn't they have to, well, this is on Instagram. On uh, Instagram, you kind of have to follow have the to person follow, or, right. or you have to accept them. Right. Uh, I have a ton of DMs that, like, I just, I don't go through my DMs all that much to... Uh, ex- yeah. I never do. Yeah, it's it's you weird. never have, it's you weird. slide into your DMs even for people who want to collab. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's collab. <laughs> While uh, Taylor doesn't sing about John on this album, on her album "Speak Now," she does have a song titled "Dear John" about him. And this the the song "All Too Well" is all about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, people are saying now. There's another Taylor story. Yeah, uh, so Taylor Swift fans have been left confused, and we have audio of this, Marissa, by the way, uh, left confused after receiving their exclusive <laughs> vinyl editions of Red, Taylor's version, from Target. Uh, so it's an album. An album plays at 33 and a half RPMs, okay? Mm-hmm. You guys know this, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, 45... A smaller, a single, is at 45 RPM. So they're going to sound different. They pressed the 33. They pressed the the album at 45 RPMs. no. That means when you play it, it sounds really (laughs) small. So we have some of this. And they're leaving all kinds of reviews. They're leaving, like, one-star reviews. Like, this is terrible. Because they don't know. They don't know. But they were just sold at Target? 
Yes, uh, these particular <laughs> ones were got through Target, from what I understand. So, uh, one commenter uh, wrote, this pressing is bad. It sounds like a man. <laughs> Others commented, vinyl look, okay, the color is beautiful, but the sound is really scary. It's like a Taylor's voice from beyond the grave. Uh, is this a disgusting joke about Halloween? Not sure. Uh, multiple comments mention that there's a man singing on every track. So let's listen. Here we go. It does sound like a, a male country yeah, right? western star. Have you guys ever... There There are some songs that if you either speed up or slow down will sound like a an actual famous person. Yes. Um, somebody, I think there was... Uh, I remember making the rounds like Anita Baker. If you, if you either... I think if you slowed hers down, it sounded... Uh, it just sounded like a male singer. Oh, I, I love Anita Baker. I forgot who it was. Um... Yeah, there, sometimes I'll do it. There was one that uh, back in this, this station I grew up listening to in St. Louis would play the song called Imaginary Lover. If you speeded it up, it sounded like uh, uh, it sounded like Stevie Nicks. Really? Like uncannily. It oh, sounded perfect. I love like that. I'll have, to, I'll have to try and Take find, that for a spin. I'll find that song and see if we can do that. So um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't know. This is like the thing that happened with uh, with Billy Joel. Uh-huh. His first album that was released. Recorded at the wrong speed. Was done the other way. When yeah. you played it, it sounded too fast. It yeah, yeah. Like it had like, uh, uh, like he was on helium, and it nearly uh, tanked his career. Absolutely, wow. yeah. And in fact, that's when uh, MMR stepped in, and our version that he played live on our station of uh, Captain Jack ended up taking off, and he rethought his career. He was going to give up. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that type of thing can happen. Wow. All right, anyhow, I have a bunch of other things and not a lot of time. So All right, let's gonna, do it. I'm going to zip right through these. Oh, no, let's stay with Taylor Swift. Ah, There's another holy Taylor hell. Swift story. By the way, can I just jump in here and say, uh, I'm so sick of the ex-boyfriend thing. I know, uh, me too. Uh, here's the deal. Knock it off. What, what's the... I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not because it has done. Look at what it has done for her. This is all where all of her money has come from. No, you're right. And I just watched. Steve and I were talking about the Adele special. I just watched that. She did the same thing. She's making a boatload of money. Yeah, off but of she's a breakup. Not trashing them. That, like that's the thing. Like, yeah. you, you know, this is like a one sided. Hey, use story. caution if you're going to date Taylor. That's what she does. Mm. Yeah, but you know, maybe Ugh. maybe maybe Taylor takes. Breakups differently than yeah. a yeah. lot of people do. Oh, you know I, what I mean? Well, Breakups I, suck. They suck for everybody. everybody I know? also thought, um, I, like, is she, um, I don't know. I, Amping I, it up a little bit? Well, or? just like, is, is she just like that crazy girl? Like, well, they, they, they date for a little while and then, oh my God, I got to get out of this. And then she makes a song about well, it and makes all the money. Listen, <laughs> if you know it's going to help you generate content that's going to probably be a hit. You might even facilitate a breakup prematurely yeah. just mm-hmm. to get the material. <laughs> All right. Uh, but listen, I'm, I'm actually glad you guys brought that up because it's, yeah. I was thinking about the same thing I'm too. What's the common denominator? Yeah. Yeah. Knock it off. Yeah. Now, it, or maybe she's got really bad choice in guys. Yeah. But, it's uh, like Charles Manson. These people are crazy. Well, listen, you know, Adele's <laughs> album 21 is a absolute masterpiece from start to end. But it is about... A broken heart and suffering a broken heart. It's not about the a hole who right. gave you the broken and, heart. And, you, and their sister who stole your scarf. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody says, no, Jake was an a-hole. That video was woo. Well, okay, as well. Was it That's woo? Great. That's what it hey, says. It by was the way, woo. This is her the, fans this is... are so loyal, though. Like, oh, they will back her no matter what. It's the equivalent of, like, uh, press a, a few years ago when your wife is like, oh, my God, um, Room Clanahan died. Uh, you yeah. know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, she died three years. Right, died three in years other words, ago. this has already happened. Yeah, this already because happened. it's been re-released. You, you can't get the remanaged. You're right. You're right. It's, it's so <laughs> woo. It came out years ago, and I'm I don't I, I'm so woo. I, I yeah. I'm red in the face. It's like I already so paid woo. my dues on this. <laughs> Wait, but the the Jake Gyllenhaal thing. That is was that, 11 years ago! No, 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 but the, but the song is new, no? No! no, no, no. It's the re-release. It's just longer. It's re-released. It's longer. It's longer. What she it. said, oh, that she's okay. like, oh, the song, you know, was I guess maybe when this it was released was, was four minutes long. It could have been ten. By the way, they added, it, it doesn't need to be ten minutes. And they added a uh, video to it as well. Mm-hmm. That, that part of it is new, the little mini-movie <sighs> about the breakup. It's too woo. Are, are there, <laughs> is there more, uh, are there more... <laughs> Are there more lyrics in this? I guess so. Listen, I was I watched it on Saturday Night Live. I was bored. I was very, very I was bored. Well, you were woozy. I was very woozy. No, and um, I, I just was bored. I yeah. just I didn't think I don't think the song is that special. I just I just think if you're these guys, and if they were dicks during the relationship, yeah, and she got her chance to to talk about it, that's great. But it, again, in on the re-release, a lot of people approaching this like. Did you hear what Jake Gyllenhaal did to Taylor Swift? I'm a, Taylor, a while ago. I'm a Taylor fan. I thought uh, the song was are. okay. All right, well, speaking of that video. Taylor Swift, right? After Miles Teller appeared in the video, speculation about his vaccination status resurfaced. In September, the Daily Mail reported that Teller was unvaccinated and had contracted COVID-19. Teller's rep responded at the time saying, your facts are incorrect. And the rumors arose once again when he was featured in the music video alongside his wife, Kaylee Sperry. Uh, and Swift herself, he plays Swift's ex, who can't escape the memory of her even at his own wedding. As the video surpassed 8 million views in less than 24 hours, Teller decided to address the controversy. He posted on Twitter Tuesday writing, Hey guys, I don't usually feel the need to address rumors on here, but I am vaccinated and have been for a while. The only thing I am anti is hate. So it's beautiful, man. He's uh, he's good to go. He's been uh, he's been vaxxed and relaxed and all that good stuff. Speaking of vaxing, uh, just ahead of the Dancing with the Stars uh, finale, so exciting! Uh, Judge Derek Hoff has tested positive for COVID. Well, that's not good. Uh, interviewed a post on a video post on his Instagram. He said, "Even though I've been fully vaccinated, I've just been diagnosed with a breakthrough case of COVID. I just found out, and I feel okay. I feel strong. I'm currently taking advice." <laughs> Medical professionals get better as fast as I can, and I'm currently in quarantine. They had a couple that was actually, um, they were put on COVID protocols, and they were doing their dancing remotely, were they not? Cheryl Burke and her celebrity partner, Peloton instructor Cody Rigsby. Who's a legend, really. Also tested positive. (laughs) They performed one of their dances virtually. So, yes, that was them. (laughs) So, Uh, I'm sure Derry can be a part of whatever has to be done remotely. It's unclear at this point uh, whether any other cast members have tested positive. In the Instagram video caption, Hoff wrote, uh, this week's show in Vegas will be rescheduled for a date soon. Stay tuned, and I'll announce a new date shortly. Why can't they just put people in bubbles? And, uh, you know, like... They did it to roll- John Travolta. Yeah, seriously? Yeah. They did it to Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> bubble boy. Bubble boy, bubble boy, yeah. Put people in bubbles and, and what? And then you can bring them onto the set. You know, then they're like completely sealed into a bubble. It'd be and- like watching the Michelin Man. Are, yes. are you you're talking about the ones who aren't dancing? Uh, yeah, well, he's a giant. Yeah, obviously. Yes. You okay. can't I thought you bubble. meant the dancers. And I'm like, what, like a hamster ball? <laughs> they, you know, that'd be so awesome. Running around if they were colliding the like in those sumo outfits. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> what was this? Bump ball. Bump yeah. ball. That was the name of the 
that was great. But that was open ended. You could that's on that's on. Just put on a diving helmet. Yeah, but I'm just saying it was fun. Trying to fix it for you. All right. Uh, let's see. I think I got time for one more thing. And oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to mention this because our uh, friend Adam McKay is the director of this film. But that Netflix just released the full trailer for Don't Look Up. I watched it this morning. Looks funny. Looks yeah. very good. Looks really good. Yep. Uh, features Mel Streep as president of the United States. Uh, it also stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Ariana Grande, Kate Blanchett, and more. And I don't know when the release date is. It's in December, right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. It's uh, theaters and then Netflix. Okay. Did you watch the Spider-Man trailer as well? Yeah. No, huh? Oh, really good? good. Yeah, very good. Very, uh, um, listen, and that's December as well. Should be a good mm-hmm. month. Yes, it should. All right, so we're ready for clips. Let's get to those. One infamous family's story of passion and fashion is chronicled in House of Gucci. And here, Jeremy Irons who plays the patriarch of the Gucci line, discusses how classic elements come up in the film. But it's a big tragedy, uh, as Shakespeare would write. Uh, a, a family at the sort of top of its powers, uh, with the ability to expand and become, you know, even more exceptional, falling apart because of human nature. <laughs> House of Gucci premieres in theaters and on Paramount Plus November 24th. Here's the next clip. Power of the Dog tells the story of one cantankerous rancher and the demon he, demons he hides within. In this clip, Benedict Cumberjack, Cumberbatch, not Cumberjack, uh, talks about how his character develops through the film. Here we go. In the film, the revelation of what his scars are and his uh, weaknesses, his insecurities comes quite late so you lean in and understand and empathize and feel for him and really by the end of the film a man who's beginning to open up to being loved or being able to love again is then cheated of that in a way by by what's already been set in motion i think is it's a tragedy really it's phil's tragedy There you go. That's the power of the dog. This is the movie he got nicotine poisoning on, you're reporting, because he was chain-smoking throughout yeah. the film. Yeah, his character he, he, he stayed in character yeah. the whole time and did the method thing. Uh, so the uh, it will show in limited release starting November 17th, which is today. Uh, and then it comes out on Netflix December 1st. All right, and there you go. That's your entertainment report for this morning. It was glorious. We have a lot happening. We learned um, a lot about Taylor Swift. We did. I'm sorry. I'd, uh, no, it's, it's all over the news. So much with uh, Taylor, but uh, she's, yeah, that, that's the sur- surfacing story right now. All right, uh, we have a lot going on today. We're going to have a comedian and um, magician Justin Willman on the show. We are going to give some stuff away for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Hilltown Tavern. Nick's going to be there tomorrow night. I love Hilltown Tavern. Live, live on Fox. Good day. We will have. We do have a secret text word. If you want to win all the the Hobbit stuff, all those movies, uh, you can text word secret to three nine three three three. And sounds like an action packed day. <laughs> oh, and the Great American Smokeout too. We'll yes. do. Uh, we'll do invites uh, for that coming up in just a little I bit. Think you know I what? need that myself, Preston. I'm a little too addicted to this pipe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They smoke the weed in the Shire. Perhaps Dr. Rosenpenis could help me. Quite possibly. Uh, so, you know what? I um, Yeah, let's take a smoker right now. We'll, yeah. take, uh, we'll take caller number seven. If you, are, um, if you have been smoking for a long time and you failed at everything as far as trying to quit goes, let's get you in here tomorrow morning. You have to be in our studio. 
in one ballot pla- at one ballot plaza, and uh, Doctor Rosenpenis will do the. Uh, um, the hypnotism that he does and hopefully break that habit for you for good. Again, we've had very hardcore smokers uh, yeah. quit with his help and they are amazed at the results. 215-263-WMMR, that's the number. And we're going to have only six spots. It's a small group that we're only allowed to do uh, this particular year. And uh, you must be vaccinated. That is uh, part of the, uh, the, the the building's requirements. So uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. with Marissa from the Preston and Steve show tomorrow at 6 before Pops Rocks ABBA Mamma Mia and more at the Kimmel Center get tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR join Nick from the Preston and Steve show Thursday from 7 to 9 at Franzone's 1940 Main Avenue in Conshohocken for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff enter for a chance to win Eagles Cowboys tickets and a Greg Ward signed jersey courtesy of Bud Light so, just a little while ago, we had our friends at Hilltown Tavern show up, and Nick is going to be doing a Thursday night uh, kickoff tomorrow night, so stay close because we'll have a chance to win uh, some $25 gift cards uh, for that event and for any time you want to stop by there. We're also going to have uh, comedian and magician uh, Justin Wilman on. Uh, we're going live on Fox Good Day. I noticed a couple things, but before, what, huh? before I notice, uh, Marissa pulled together some pieces of audio from... One of the things we were talking about in the last segment, the the Taylor Swift thing, the fact that um, they pressed her album at the wrong <laughs> speed. Right. And so, therefore, it's, she sounds like a man. It's a really, really slowed down. So, Marissa found a few artists that, if you either speed them up or slow them down, sound like another artist. So, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Uh, if you speed up Bruce Springsteen, he sounds like Dolly Parton. All right. I'm looking forward to this. You ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Ooh, it works for me. So much so I'd like to hear Dolly cover that. All right, now, yeah. if you take Dolly and you slow her down, right? she sounds like Hozier. Oh, okay. All right. I love that. So what was Hosier's uh, big hit? Take me to church. Take me to church. That's it. Okay, so here we go. Here's Dolly slowed down to sound like Hosier. This is Jolene, by the way. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't. It's funny how manly it sounds, uh-huh. you know. Jolene, 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 Jolene. And she's got her vibrato is so quick. Yeah, it's like a very fast repetition. When it slows down, you know how some people like, like a Whitney Houston has a real slower. No, nah, right, right, like right. That. It sounds, it sounds correct. It sounds uh-huh. normal. It yeah, it sounds good. All right, so then if you take Hosier, right. <laughs> And you speed him up, he sounds like Dolly Parton. All right, let's try it. Here we go. Oh, my God. I 
The Stevie Nicks thing, Preston, you were talking about? No, you know what? All right, Marissa, it is, and I found there is a YouTube video. If you type in um, Atlanta Rhythm Section, Imaginary Lover, uh, Sped Up, and there's already a video of it, so you don't have to do the speeding up process. Right. And and you could find the the original and then the sped up one and play them to, to compare if you want. Uh, but, yeah, it sounds like Stevie Nicks. Okay. Yeah. So while she's getting that together, we have things to do. I'll notice this story. The noticer. How about that? He's noticed midweek. A midweek noticer is always the most noticed. I have noticed noticing. And he is proud of his noticing. And as well he should be. Your noticing has been noted. Noted. Uh, so uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital is going to test the and uh, the safety and efficacy of a nasal vaccine aimed at preventing and slowing Alzheimer's disease. Uh, the, this. the Boston Hospital announces. So the start of the small, it's a phase one clinical trial. So this is, it, it sounds like it's at the beginning, but it's been 20 years of research for this particular uh, medicine. And that's how long it takes it for something that is as difficult to, to take care of as Alzheimer's disease. So they've been researching this for 20 years, and now they're in phase one of the clinical trial. It's according to the research uh, that was led by Howard L. Weiner. Uh, co-director of the Ann Romney Center <laughs> for neurological Wait. neurologic diseases at the hospital. He's Harry Wiener. Oh my God! You're right. Well, Howard does Howard go I, by I Harry? Said Harold. No, Howard. Ah, He's Howie Wiener. Wiener. Howie Wiener. Yeah, not Harry Wiener. Wiener. Uh, <laughs> the trial will include 16 participants between the ages of 16 and 85, all with early symptomatic Alzheimer's, <sighs> but otherwise generally healthy. Okay. They will receive two doses of the vaccine one week apart. Uh, a phase one clinical trial is designed to establish the safety and dosage for a potential new medication. If it goes well, a much larger trial would be needed to test its effectiveness. So, again, I was talking about this book that I'm reading about, you know, the medications and vaccinations and things of that nature and, and yeah. how they research this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're right. It is an elaborate process. Yeah. And there are all sorts of... Ex- Double blind, and then and, and they have to go, you know, because every every drug that comes out it is will kill someone. Yeah. It is it, it is, and I I will I take okay. Here's what it says, okay. But I have an upset stomach now. I'm going to take it, right? Uh, right. And so, the, but that's the thing. So to do that and to lower the likelihood of that, right? They got to do. They have to take their time, especially they something do. like this. And uh, I did, uh, this is a, a personal story from someone we know. But I mean, you know, even even va- uh, medicines that have been researched so you know why they say the the, the that list of side effects yes because on rare occasions sometimes these things it can happen and we know happen. someone who has this really bad problem was taking this medication for it it was fixing that problem but one of the rare 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 side effects was a, a cancer oh my and God. they've ended up with this because of yeah. that medication but yeah. it's it's the risk you take of fixing this other really bad problem that you have. You know what I mean? No, you're exactly right. And yeah. it, it, that's what it's all about. That's why they list those things at the, yeah. you know, from, from the most benign. I'm sure people die from Alka-Seltzer, for Christ's sake. Yeah. But like I, you said, this is to, number one, they got to find out, is this safe? Not only does it work, is it safe? This, in, in particular, yeah. Alzheimer's. If, you, oh, if I mean, uh, uh, listen, it's all terrible. Cancer's terrible. It's all terrible. Sure. But in, in, the, in the horrible way that robs... 
people from you and robs them from their themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they could do something like that, if, if we could get to that level, oh, would that be amazing? My grandmother suffered from it. You mentioned, yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was hard. It was really hard to watch her go through that, but so much so for my, uh, my mom and her sisters, too, like, to have their mom not recognize them, you know, uh, it, 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 and it was, and it's drawn out. It's yeah. not a quick disease, so it's right. so long. Yeah. So my, my brother is a chemist, and uh, he was doing, you know, for years has been uh, trying to come up with a cure for cancer, like literally a cure for cancer. Sure. And these guys and girls, women and men, they work on this stuff for years and years and years and years, and then they go to these these trials, and when it doesn't work, they have to scrub it all yeah. and I know. start all I know. over again. You talk yep. about those side effects, though. Like, I'm somebody, if I take a medication, just to, you know, like over-the-counter or something, I get every side effect, you get the side effects. that is possible. Like Dr. Mike has, um, cause you know, I've been in and out of some doctor's offices lately and he will call the doctor and like alert them to the fact that I get side effects. Like no, I you will. need to, you, you, you need to be aware of your susceptibility to these things. And then you make the judgment based on what you've, what you found and, and you make the call. But yeah, in this particular case, man, Oh, oh man, God. it'd be oh amazing. It'd be amazing yeah. if they could if they could find a way. And please do it before we get any older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it if you can. All right. Uh, another thing I noticed no, is she just keeps on noticing. Can't stop me. Uh, so the all new, all electric, luxury Lucid Air. That's the name of a car. Won the 2022 Motor Trend Car of the Year what? award, beating 24 competitors from major manufacturers. Like Mercedes-Benz and Porsche, and uh, they were the finalists. Mercedes-Benz uh, EQS and the Porsche Taycan. The Lucid Air. Were, were among the finalists with the Lucid Air. I had never heard of this. No. It's the Motor Trend Car of the Year. So uh, we're looking at it. I actually have seen it. Um, uh, it is, uh, it's a nice-looking car. Uh, and, and sometimes, very rarely, a car will come out of left field from a company and take the whole thing. Yeah, so this is the first instance in which the initial product from a new automotive brand has been awarded. This the, is the debut? The Golden Caliper. Yeah, this wow. is the very first entree, and this is considered the car of the year. It means also that the Lucid Air uh, repeats the achievement of the Tesla Model S, which in December 2012 was announced as the 2013 Motor Trend Car of the Year right after... Uh, the launch in mid-2012, but I guess it wasn't their first, you know, initial offering. In a side uh, story here, Noticer, did you notice that uh, Jay Leno had broken a, a record in a Tesla he, uh, uh-huh. for an acceleration record? Okay. And then it was immediately bested by one of the Tesla's drivers. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Motor Trend Group head of editorial Ed Lowe said, uh, with the longest driving range of any electric vehicle on the market, uh, an EPA estimated oh, 520 miles. That's where I heard about this. And over 1,100 horsepower available. So what? 500 miles on an electric car. And that's really, so I'm, 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 I'm in the market. I'm looking. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what I'm looking at. And, and I, I love that. You give me a car with a 500-mile range, yeah. uh, you know, that's that. now we're talking. Well, it's funny because, you know, I look at a car that, let's say, has 275-mile yeah. range or something like that. And, and, and at first glance, I'm like, oh, that's not that much. But then when I fill my car uh, with gas... I get 275 miles. A and B, when you go home, you're going home to a gas station because it, it's, you know, you, you charge it at home. So yeah. you, you, you forget those things. So the it's call- the, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, it's the road trips that, uh, you know, have me second guessing everything. But, you know, Nick Murphy was doing road trips in an electric car that he had rented. 
And he said it was no problem Dude, whatsoever. with the amount of road trips I take, which is none, <laughs> yeah. it's really necessary for me. They're calling the Lucid Air a technological tour de force. The sleek, futuristic Lucid Air sedan looks not- like nothing else on the road, which, while it's gorgeous, smartly packaged interior sets the standard for the next generation of luxury cars. And they wrote, against our awards criteria... There could be no doubt the Lucid Air is Motor Trend's 2022 car of the year. What does it retail for? It doesn't say. All right, I'm going to look on this. You got to do a quick search on them with the with the ballpark. Starting, price. Good, starting price, Steve, about uh, 77000 Oh, wow. I was going to look under carsyoucan'tafford.com. <laughs> yeah, that should be it. So if it starts at seventy seven, that means yeah. easily for, you're, you're going to pay eighty five. I would imagine, right? Okay. But question. Uh, how much money are you saving per year on things like food? Uh, food. Yeah. No, oil changes, gasoline. Yeah, I don't know. Things like that. Um, that I mean, oil that, that's part of the equation yeah. for sure. Uh, you know, if you think about, uh, listen, it's it's car. It's going to need maintenance. Yes, it's absolutely going to need maintenance. But what it, what are the, what are the fuel advantages of yeah. uh, of using electricity instead of uh, paying for gas and and what you might pay for. What you're charging at home, I, I don't Listen, know all that stuff. There, there are trade offs all over the place. Like, yeah. then they'll show like the charging stations, which are, are are very cool with like thirty or forty things. But then you'll see there are diesel generators running off to the side that power those. Right. So, but that said, those things like that wear and tear and, and oil. Mm-hmm. I happen to be on the Lucid Air site, Preston, and you can buy. They have the Apple Pay. You can buy you the car with Apple Pay. Okay. My uh, my friend has a Tesla. He says Tesla. I say Tesla. Whatever. He has one, and he also runs his house off of solar. And so, like, he's not. And, and then he also feeds into the grid. So he almost, like, gets paid to drive his car. It's it's crazy. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's all I had to say about that. Uh, anyhow, it is the, uh, the Lucid Air, and I love you. Uh, so, all right, I noticed that Marissa sent over another clip here. All right. Of the songs that, that either sped up or slowed down sound like someone else. So we'll go to that. <laughs> uh, let me go, let me let me play you the original version of this song by the Atlanta Rhythm Section. It's called uh, Imaginary Love. I always like this song. You're, oh, do you know it? Yes, I do. All right, yeah, good. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. most people might not know it, but we'll get a little bit. Great makeout session of this song. I believe it. All right, so you take that and then you speed it up, and you are going to sound like Stevie Nicks. Here we go. It's right there. It's in the pocket. All right. So I like that. All right. Uh, let me see. I noticed something else here. I noticed that in San Francisco for the fifth straight year, Atherton remains the nation's most expensive zip code with a medium home, median home price at uh, $7.45 million. So we're talking um, like a lot of Silicon Valley folk live here, right? Yeah, yeah. so seven, $7.5 million is the median price. Yes, among the Silicon Valley community residents are Golden State Warriors star Steph Curry, uh, WhatsApp founder uh, Jan Kom, Carrot Top, uh, former <laughs> Google chief executive Eric Schmidt, former deputy prime minister Nick Clegg, 
and Fox News populist Steve Hilton. All right, are, so it's a small town. It has to be a tiny little town, right? Uh, I have no idea, but the... They have a Lucid Air dealership. It's a zip code. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the, the median price is $7.5 million. Overall, San Francisco boasts the highest concentration <laughs> of pricey zip codes, while the entire Bay Area has 47 of the nation's most exclusive zip codes. Wow, San Francisco is expensive, man. And yet there are parts, and if you see it, it's it's the problem that they're dealing with now. There's such an extreme difference between, like, tent cities all over the place and then the most out-of-reach real estate. By the way, number two, the second most expensive uh, zip code Can I in, guess? in the country, sure. Is it in Jersey? It is not. Oh. No. It's Boston, Suffolk County. Really? $5.5 million. Is the Jersey has a fair amount of millionaires? Yeah, they have they have a large concentration yeah. of, uh, of millionaires. I, I think they might have per capita the most, the most. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, so so Boston, very affluent zip code of Suffolk County, five point five million. Okay, mm. uh, and I remember when probably when when Hilaria uh, Baldwin came from Spain yeah. and first saw <laughs> Boston. It must have been amazing. By the way, this is a big difference between number one and two. So Atherton is seven and a half million. Then you drop a full two million down to Boston, and then they're kind of neck and neck after that. It's like five million, four and a half million, four point four seven five million, so on as you as you go down the list. I was talking about yesterday, President. It was a, uh, uh, it was on the news last night as well. There was a home just purchased. I think it was it was local. Uh, for $6.4 million, um, the, it was purchased one day and uh, set on fire the oh next day. What? Yeah, yeah. It was, I forget where it was. Uh, they were reporting on it. But yeah, this this beautiful home, wow. a multi-million dollar home, uh, and then just burning the next day. Okay. It's so weird, and we've talked about it before, to, to drive through the super-duper rich neighborhoods. I mean, th- and, you know what? And take a glance. The problem with those neighborhoods is when you go trick-or-treating, your candy take isn't good because the houses are so far apart. Yeah. Steve, so there's more story to this uh, fire. It was in Allentown. Allentown, okay. The house sold for $6.4 million, um, 36,000 square foot mansion. There was a huge party the night before. Oh, was that oh. it? And the fire started in the ballroom. But this uh, house was... Uh, was somebody using the knife or the rope or <laughs> the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Professor Plum, actually. (laughs) But there's a lot of talk about this house because it was featured on Zillow Gone Wild a few months ago. (laughs) Zillow Gone Wild? Is that a show? No, it's an Instagram account where people find, like, really outrageous houses. It started with, like, wacky houses with crazy, like, paintings or tiles or weird rooms. Right. And now it's just, like, big fancy houses. I'll have to check Zillow Gone Wild. There was a a YouTube series a guy uh, had, and probably made it on the social, too, where he would literally go up to a house like this, walk up to the front door and go, Hi. I'm so-and-so, and I just want to know, what do you do? Yeah. Right. What do you do for a living? He would clearly, I think, go ahead and check and then come back and look like he was just walking up to the front door. But he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm an investment banker. You right, know, yeah, or yeah. I, uh, I started a, um, uh, you know, a tech company. And yeah. it was the stuff you would expect. Right. Um, there is, I, I have a friend who lives in a very, very rich part of town. And uh, I drove by one of this, the homes, the biggest one, largest lot, you know, this lit-up gate all the way around this gigantic... <laughs> multi huge acre property and I'm like tell me about the house down the street so he lives down he lives a few doors down from where like Alan Iverson used to live yeah and yeah so, so he, he lives in the part of town and he goes yeah he goes that guy owns strip clubs <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, well, there like, you go really he's there like, you yeah. go he owns now I, he doesn't know which ones 
Uh, but it is purple orchid. It looks like a resort. It looks the way it's decked out and lit up. It looks like a resort. Is it that does Dean's not house look like from Club Risque? <laughs> I don't think Dean. Dean was in Delco. It's Dean World. Dean's a Delco guy. Well, he was. I, I don't know if he's still there or not. But uh, I, mm. uh, yeah. So you never know what they're doing. Do I have time for another one, or mm. we, do we need to wrap because we're I going on Fox to, Good Day? We to, well, you know what? Let me just take a Come look on, here. Man. <laughs> you got, you, got, wants you it. got a little one left. Give us a little one. All right. Just a taste. Your birthday might be cause for celebration, but you're statistically more likely to die on that day. What? Researchers from Canada recently found that uh, stroke risks are heightened on birthdays, especially in those with high blood pressure. Why? Uh, the study leader says that the findings demonstrate that the risk of death is greater for certain causes like accidents and suicides. And uh, Professor University of Hertfordshire's uh, Professor Richard Wiseman wasn't involved in the research, but added, it seems to be a valid finding. There are two camps. One is the camp that suggests you eat too much and you're getting on a bit and that causes you to die. The other is a placebo effect. You are knife edged on death. And you kept yourself going until your birthday. And you think that uh, that's it. I've had enough and I'm out of here. I told you for the longest time in my life, I thought for some reason that I would die when I was 44. Really? I don't remember. And and I actually made peace with that. No uh, kidding. But um, uh, I didn't, and I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, glad. because I, we, I got to be here for the six jars of farts. <laughs> right, right. And we wouldn't <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. miss that. So, yeah, so they're saying that maybe, you know, ev- even if as you as you age and maybe you're getting near the end, you hang on to your birthday and you cash it in that day. And then there's also, uh, they mentioned suicide. Some people will take yeah, on their, their own birthday. Life on their birthday, there was oh, somebody so that I knew that did that. It's, it's horrible. So yeah. So happy birthday! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy um, birthday, everybody. That's all I have time to notice because I'm looking at the clock and I'm noticing we got to take a break and get ourselves ready for Fox Good Day. No, but she's got to go. Not before I give away a twenty-five dollar gift card this morning because we got ourselves some food, gang, and that is from the Hilltown Tavern. Nick will be there tomorrow night. We'll take call number eight at two one five two six three W. MMRs. You stop by between 7 and 9 tomorrow at Maniunk. You could win a pair of tickets to watch the Birds and the Cowboys January 9th and also sign Greg Ward jersey courtesy of Bud Light. You click on the events, WMMR.com for details. So give us a call now, 215-263-WMMR. Going to set you up. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a Fox Good Day appointment in just a little bit. One minute. Whoa! 60 seconds, Marissa says. What? Do you guys want to know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're talking uh, about. The average person expects to gain over eight pounds during the holidays. Oh, okay. We'll come back. All right, glad to know that. Uh, so, we'll find out in a moment. Uh, so let's hang on on to traffic, Kath. We'll get to that in a moment because we have uh, less than a minute now. But we do have a Presidency Day of the Rush video for you to check out. 
Um, and it's uh, essentially it's camp out for hunger recap. Oh, awesome! Uh, so you're going to see lots of stuff, including uh, guest uh, Taylor Momsen, the City Six Pop Shot Championship, and more. So check that out now. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Here we go on Fox this morning. Hey, it's uh, seven fifty-six. President Steve uh, Karen is with me today. Oh. Hi, fellas. Hey, Karen. Hello. Hi, Karen. How you doing? And listeners. Okay, so we saw this study that says over the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day itself, with drinks and all sorts of stuff, and stuff in your face, you'll consume 4,500 calories. <laughs> Preston, do you even think about that or worry about that? Oh, no, no, no. That is the day that <laughs> all of that stuff, this is my favorite holiday of the year, yeah. Thanksgiving. So that is the day that none of it matters at all. And I'm usually pretty conscious of that. So, uh, no, I, I care not one <laughs> tiniest no. bit. No, right? That's the day you're supposed to be unbridled, and, and you go for it. Yep. You give thanks for your gluttony, yeah. correct? Yeah, and the reason we start eating, at like we have ours at like 2.30. Oh, do you? Oh, in the afternoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because uh-huh. you can go around again uh, before the day's <laughs> up. You know, exactly. Sleep I, and then eat again. Totally. Absolutely. I know Preston does, and I do it as well. I sort of, I, I, I drop some weight leading up to it, so I get a little bit of a buffer, so I can enjoy it, because <laughs> my favorite Thanksgiving meal is eating an entire can of Crisco, ah. and then that... Everybody <laughs> He's got that. that is my favorite. Yeah. It's my family holiday. Yeah, but uh, no. Uh, do, you, do you do you pack on weight during the holidays, Preston? You, I mean, uh, it, not, yeah, nothing that's outlandish. So. I, I just don't. I don't care about it. You know, during yeah. the holidays. No, I don't that's, care. Yeah, that's it. It's always January first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I do. I am that stereotypical. All right. Time to yeah, time to be too. smart about it. And yeah. I start that first week in January. You, yeah. you see him sitting in the in the uh, work cafeteria having salad with no dressing on it. <laughs> yeah. Steve, <laughs> it's funny you talked about leading up to it, trying to be like really careful. Right. Yesterday, Mike's like, "Oh, I'm going to start juicing. I'm going to get all my juices coming in. I'm not going to eat." That's what I've been doing. Juice I cleanses are great. Yeah. I'm on day three of my juice cleanse right now. So, yeah. mm-hmm. how is it going? Are you irritable? What do you mean by that? No, <laughs> uh, no it's you know, it's, you know, there, there's, it comes and goes in waves. Uh, usually in the morning, I actually I feel great, and like you know, late afternoon, I get like a little cranky. And uh, but yeah. you know, it, it's all good. I've all I've dropped four pounds in in two days. So wow, yeah, I'm yeah. building it in because I go carb crazy on Thanksgiving. For me, it's all about the fixings and not necessarily about stuffing, the turkey stuffing. Uh, stuffing, stuffing yeah, mashed potatoes. Did I? Yeah. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, there was another part of that survey that talked about the people around the Thanksgiving. You know, the stereotypical the, the drunk uncle. Yes. Over your years, Preston, it, has it been the uncle? Oh, it's been me. <laughs> uh, no, I. You know what? That's a good question. I never, we never really had a bunch of drunkards at Thanksgiving. I know that that's a stereotype of a character at the at the table, but we never really had anybody that got hammered and did anything stupid. So I guess you're on radio, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's not television. Yeah, you think you're special? Yeah, I'm yeah. on TV. Uh, okay. It's all the carbs soak up all the alcohol. That's when you eat so That's much. Right. That's right. Balance it. I have to admit, over the years, I have been that uncle. Have you? I have a lot of nephews and nieces, and I have been that guy. <laughs> Do you end up sitting at the small card table that they set out for the kids? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well into my adulthood, I was at the card table. Mike, why don't you go sit with the kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're at the maturity level. Thank right. you, guys. 
Yes. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Take care. All right. Thank you very much, man. All right. Well, we skipped it, so let's get a look at uh, MJM Insurance Group traffic. Kathy, what's going on? This is one of the worst traffic days I have seen in a really long time. I mean, everywhere you go, not only are you in traffic, you're stopped. So New Jersey Turnpike northbound uh, stops between 168 and the Walt Whitman Service Plaza. The right lane is blocked. That is emergency construction that they're doing. 295 northbound stops between Route 130 and the 42 freeway. That's an accident that's blocking the right lane and then northbound at 644. We've got the right lane blocked with another accident. That's jammed back to 44. We've got an overturned uh, uh, tractor trailer in King of Prussia. 202 northbound um, stops between 422 and Gulf Road. Uh, we've got the <sighs> westbound, the, ra- oh, the Schuylkill westbound, the ramp to 202 north. That's closed because of the overturned tractor trailer and then you're stopped on the Schuylkill because of it from the boulevard all the way out to 202. Uh, wow. Eastbound on the Schuylkill Expressway slowing 202 into Belmont and then the boulevard to Spring Garden. We've got an accident on the Blue Route. You're stopped southbound from the Media Bypass to 95. Uh, south is also jammed from the Blue Route uh, to 95 southbound from the Blue Route to Chestnut Street. An accident in the left lane. Also southbound out of the northeast. You're slowing from Cotman to Bridge, Aramingo to Allegheny. And then an accident on the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound. It's slow from Fort Washington to the Mid-County Tolls. That accident, fortunately, off to the shoulder. However, you are stopped. Route 1 in Bucks County northbound at Old Lincoln Highway. You're stopped back to the Pennsylvania Turnpike. That's another accident. Yeah. The traffic report wow. is brought to you by Whole Foods. At Whole Foods Market, get organic uh, garnet and jewel sweet potatoes for $1.49 a pound through November 25th, plus an extra 10% off for Prime members. See terms and exclusions on the app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. I want to be able to do something for the people that get stuck <laughs> in these. I mean, because you're, you're saying not moving at all, not right? Mo- yeah. Like, Worst. stopped. Yeah. I, I want to be able to, like... Like, if we could, you just can't access these these places. I mean, like, literally have somebody go out there with some donuts and just hand them out to people. Yeah. Yeah. Can I recommend something? From Duncan, or maybe we get a drone and, and do little little donut drops to people. Why don't you, Love why don't do we that. play the opening song from La La Land and encourage people to get <laughs> out of their cards. Yeah. <laughs> and do a choreographed <laughs> dance routine. It might make them feel better. Yeah. I'd love to see yeah. that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. Um... All right, well, you're kind of on to something there. La La Land? N- not La La Land. Or the Land. Donuts and Coffee, which I think is more uh, is, is a better idea. But, like, what if we played, I don't know, the electric slide or something like that, ask people that were in stop traffic, get out and just, and, and film it. I would love to see what that actually looks like. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So, what, we would play it on the air? <laughs> uh-huh. Something that everybody kind of knows the dance. The There's chicken not... dance, the, the, the electric slide. It right. would just suck for the people that weren't listening. Yeah. Right. Everybody else doing the electric slide uh, around them. What the <laughs> hell is so, going Kathy, <laughs> where, 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 is, where is it locked? Where is it just absolutely dead standstill? Uh, all right. Well, let me let me pull up the road. Get the electric ready. slide yeah. ready. All right. Uh, so on the blue route, you're stopped uh, southbound between the media bypass and 95. Because of an accident. Uh, this is an accident. Yes. Okay, so they're probably stopped, stopped. Uh, and then the King of Prussia one. I mean, anything. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, you said Gulf trailer. Road and 202 and all that. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, all that 422. Mm-hmm. The off ramp is closed to get on to, uh, you know, get off at King of Prussia. So yeah. that area probably, I would say, is probably one of the worst. So if you're crawling, you can't do it. But if you're dead stopped. If you're dead stopped, like it, the electric slide. Please, please participate. <laughs> if you're listening, you're going, I'm not going to do it. 
Please, please, please participate. Grab so, your phone just so I can see. So turn turn your car radio up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and open up the door or roll the windows down. So you'll be and it's nice out today. Yeah. By the yeah, way, yeah, it is. Um, it's a perfect day for the electric slide on a major thoroughfare. And and we'll play a little bit of the song. Yeah. And you video it and yeah. then send it to us. Send it to us. And we'll 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 post it on. If social nothing's social. happening, don't send it to and us. And if you don't know the electric slide. We'll play the chicken dance too. Yeah, well, that's because everybody knows that. Yep. All right. Is it electric? I'm ready to go. Okay, hit it. <laughs> Come on, everybody, get out of your cars right now. It's almost like network, Steve. I want yeah. you to get up, yeah. out of your car right now. We're not going to take it anymore. Go outside. We're going to dance. Yeah. All right, they're all getting ready. You can't see it. Please, please get out of your car. <laughs> you know, if, somebody if you're at a standstill. If you're at a standstill, yes. If you're going along at 30 miles an hour, don't do that. <laughs> do it for case. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, we just got to hand it They're dancing out there, Chris. I know it. I can feel it. <laughs> can you feel it? Yep. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Would you would you be Casey's doing it? Would you be doing this if you heard us call for it? If I knew the dance? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know the dance. Oh, I don't, you don't either. Know this dance? No. No. Oh, no okay. Okay. Well, then we Preston need to is do... a is a Twyla Tharp well, student. No, but that's like something I I just feel like everybody knew, you know, or like, like the, the chicken Macarena, dance. chicken yeah. dance. I know the Macarena. You just right. don't know oh, electric do? side. I do. Yeah. Right. Well, let's do chicken dance while I get Macarena ready. All right. Now, <laughs> everyone out of your car. Come on. Here we go. We'll do it with you. How do you do it? I know that part. I don't know this. I'm so bad. Alright, now, this is where you go to the person in the car yeah. next to you. Yeah. Knock on their window. You, do, you swing your arms. Here we go. Oh no, it's it's not getting to that part. Maybe. Get out of your car, go over to that big burly truck driver, knock on the window, <laughs> and say, Dance with me. All right, All right, we got another one here for you. This is All for right. you, Preston. Okay. <laughs> I don't know this one, believe it or not. I'm not correct. I know this thing. Are we getting reports? Or is our sky oh, copter reporting? I, we have a little bit of a delay here, so yeah. I don't know. There's a mass dancing event occurring on the Blue Route. By mass, I mean one person. Oh, my God. God I, just... <laughs> I don't know this dance. You do? No, I don't. I, I used to know <laughs> There's another wedding song that we haven't played yet. Everybody clap your hands. 
That's it. <laughs> Marissa's sending that over. One time. Casey, you know what I want to learn to do, but it's actually like... Cha-cha an, real smooth. <laughs> yeah, that one. That, no, it's the, an actual dance. Like, everyone does it. The, with the fast foot movement, The those brothers that we follow, yes. they do it all the time. If I could learn that, I think I would be... Like, it's almost my like my life the, would be complete. Is it the one that you showed me where they just put a like masking tape cross on the ground? Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. I need to do that. Here's a text. I'm in Dover, Delaware, and I just saw three people get out of their cars <laughs> and alight yes! and start dancing. Yes! We have confirmation. What is this one? Oh, back to the electric slide. Yeah, Delaware is bad this morning, too, with traffic. Really? That was the first one. Stand still, you can do this, right? Yeah. You can do it for humanity. Not over yet. It's electric. Hate this song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I do, however, like watching people do the dance. I love it. I think it's fun. You're right. It's the ultimate dichotomy. I love seeing people having a good time doing this. I, myself, like it. Hang on, I'm going to go to uh, Rodney. Hi, Rodney, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Rod? I'm running a giant bulldozer <laughs> up the mountain. And as the trucks are coming in next to me to dump off, I'm in my seat doing the <laughs> You're doing the right <laughs> All right, I understand you're moving heavy machinery. You can't get out of the vehicle, right. but we appreciate your participation in that way, Rodney. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, ha- bud. Have a good one, man. All right. Um, yeah, hang on. Marissa hasn't sent that over yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. I, I don't even know what the name of that song is. What are you listening to over there? It, it, oh, it's me. Uh, so somebody, oh. <laughs> oh, somebody is driving past the accident on uh, in King of Prussia, the, the uh, truck that... Uh, Wait, were you Overturn. checking out okay. Twitter yeah. right now? No, 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 no. They sent me a text message, and I thought it was going to be people dancing on the... Uh, on the side of the street. All right, yeah. We don't need, like, rescue workers dancing. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Get out of your car okay. and begin. Everybody clap your hands. Hand. Clap, 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 clap your hands. It is very fast. Than that. I, I think they slow it down for people. Turn yeah. it Because I wouldn't be able to keep up. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Right foot, let's start. Left foot, let's start. Okay, this is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Now it's time to get funky. Chris Look at how... To the left. We're watching the video. Rabbi's doing it. One hop this time. One hop this time. Right foot, two stumps. Left foot, two stumps. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Crisscross. Cha cha, real smooth. Let's go to work. All right, there you go. Dancing, Kathy. That's your dance. I, I guess dancing over here. That is uh, well. Hopefully, that that uh, lighten things up in the uh, in the standstill. Made you enjoy today. your horrible traffic situation. I realized though, <laughs> as they bark out commands in these various songs, that I would be pile in Full Metal Jacket. I'd be, <laughs> you know, it, I'd be getting slapped around. You by, telling me you, you know, don't know your left from your right, pile? I'd get confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here it says, oh, my God, I'm dancing out while driving through rural PA. Love the Macarena and Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Somebody's asking for the hokey pokey. No, we're done with this. <laughs> Uh, they tell you what to do, right? Yeah. I guess it's with the Incredibles in Disney World. Yeah. 
All right, you know what? <laughs> we should have done the Bizarre File yeah. 10 minutes right, ago, so we need to do this now. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. All right, uh, telling agents that he did not have to stop because it's a free country, which is never a good sign. A 44-year-old Minneapolis man is charged with threatening TSA workers at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. The charges state that he also swung a tanchian line post. I don't even know what that means. A stanchion line? S-T-A-N-C-H-I-O-N. Is that for, like, mountain climbing? or uh, am I... Before throwing it at agents taking his clothes off, and pleasuring himself. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. It's a free country. The, aton- the attorney's office has uh, filed a complaint against Frank Towers. Investigators say... I'm going to pound it right here. The incident happened at the Skyway checkpoint early last Friday morning. Towers allegedly told one TSA employee that he was going to kill them. By the way, do I have to take off my shoes? Officers gave <laughs> commands uh, to stop and move away from the checkpoint, which he did not abide. The charges state that's when Towers was tasered. He then swung his arms above his head in an attempt to hit an officer. Backup officers handcuffed Towers and took him into custody while he continued to fight with him. Surveillance video showed uh, Towers punching and headbutting TV screens at the airport, wow. taking his clothes off and pleasuring himself. That happened an hour before the incident at the checkpoint. So you figure he'd be spent by that point. <laughs> by the way, the Tanchian line in post is uh, like the rope, uh, velvet rope uh, thing. Oh. I guess that's the technical name for it. Uh, Towers has been charged with fourth-degree assault against a peace officer as well as making threats of violence with reckless disregard for risk both felonies. He also has at least three charges in other criminal cases that are still pending. Uh, the decomposing body of a reported domestic abuse victim was found in her Bronx apartment after the woman's downstairs neighbor complained oh, no. about maggots dropping oh, from the ceiling. Oh, my God. That's a terrible story all the way around. Police found the decomposing remains of Ashley Ducille after the tenant below her told the building super that the maggots were coming through her ceiling. Ducille was found the next day, uh, n- found next to the body of a man believed to be her abusive boyfriend. Police <laughs> believe that Ducille died in a murder-suicide of the boyfriend's hand. Uh, Ernesto Garcia, the building superintendent, said uh, that uh, she used to tell me, can you call me to see if I'm okay? Can you please call me? Can you please check up on me? What a nightmare. Uh, the tenant who reported the maggots to Garcia on Saturday also told him that a week before, on November 6th, listen to this. She heard two gunshots from the apartment and a loud thud. And didn't call the cops? And didn't call the cops. Yeah. The police who responded to Garcia's call were overwhelmed by a foul stench even before they opened the door to Ducille's apartment. They ultimately found Ducille dead on the couch in the living room and the man dead on the floor nearby. A gun was found next to him. Uh, so, yeah, that's messed up, man, all the way around. Think of, so. think of the life or oh. lack thereof that was going on in there. Yeah, totally. All right, how about this one? Uh, Maryland State Prosecutor Charlton T. Howard III announced today that Andrew Bradshaw, mayor of Cambridge, Maryland, has been charged with 50 counts of distributing revenge porn. Uh. Mm. The criminal information alleges that Andrew Bradshaw created multiple accounts on the uh, public Internet forum Reddit, employing public usernames, 
uh, consisting of permutations of the name and birth date of a person identified in the court case as victim one. When I'm elected mayor, I'll get people back to work and I'll dispense revenge porn. Had a uh, past romantic relationship with Mr. Bradshaw. Mr. Bradshaw is then alleged to have posted nude photographs of victim one, captioned with racial slurs and sexually explicit language. I mean, they have a picture of this guy. He's like as buttoned down as you can imagine. On those Reddit forums, and uh, they were related, the forums were related to sexual activity, humiliation, degradation, race, and other topics. Uh, Maryland's revenge porn statute prohibits the non-consensual distribution of private visual representation of another which exposes their intimate body parts or displays them in engaging in sexual activity with the intent of harm, harass, intimidate, threaten, or coerce the person depicted. So uh, he faces a maximum penalty of two years in jail and a $5,000 fine. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. Come he, on. Yeah, he doesn't look anything like you, somebody would do that. Makes but. Bob Newhart look like Marilyn Manson. All right, <laughs> and one more quick story, uh, and this is a good one. A father and a daughter were found alive in the woods in Luzerne County after their small plane crashed on Sunday night. And state police say it's a miracle that both the 58-year-old father and his 13-year-old daughter survived the crash. It took hours of searching overnight to even find them. The plane went down on Sunday night about a half mile into the woods. Oh, man. State police in Wilkes-Barre were contacted by the FAA Sunday night around 8.40 that a plane had dropped off their radar after a rapid descent, but it was difficult to get a specific location. State police said that the plane went down around 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, but officials thought that it had landed in Monroe County, and once the U.S. Air Force got involved, they determined the plane was actually in Luzerne County, so the search began closer to 9. So they ca- they crashed around 6.30. Oh, my God. They, they didn't even start looking for them till like, 9. It's miraculous. Uh, they were able to ping the dad's phone and the girl's iPad, which led them directly to the crash site. Emergency crews found them huddled together for warmth. Both were in what police called a pre-hypothermic state. Besides that, what kind of shape are they in? They're going to be okay. Yeah, pretty They also wild. said, President, they found a deflated sex doll with balloons attached to it. Oh, oh. wow. That's where it went. Mm, I don't know, know anything about that. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, the bizarre file for you. All right, you're a smoker. You're sick and tired of it. You want to quit, and you've had issues doing it in the past. Tomorrow is the Great American Vape and Smoke Out, and our friend Dr. Rosen Penis yes. is going to be here, and we can actually get you here if you're a caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. You have to be vaccinated. That are the, those are the rules of the building. And uh, we'll get you in the session. We're only going to invite six people total. He is a miracle worker. And Dr. Rosenberg is going to hypnotize you. Yes. And you might uh, give it up for good tomorrow. All right, so we'd love to have that happen. Call 15-215-263-WMMR. Got to be vaccinated. Have to be here tomorrow morning. And don't forget that Dr. Rosenberger, that's his real name. Yeah. Uh, if you can't make it to our session, he is going to offer this up. If you mention Preston and Steve, you can save $100 on your session with him. Uh, the discount also applies to other services like weight loss, insomnia, stress, and more. And you can go to quititnow.com for information. Uh, real quick, I want to go to this call. It's uh, Dan who observed something. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, we can't. It's a bad connection. We we can't. Dan? Hey, Dan? Yes. I can't really hear you. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. Better. Better. Go, go ahead. I couldn't figure out why these people were in the Wawa wild, wild parking lot dancing. And then I heard it on the radio. Nice. With all this dance music. I'm like, this is an MMR. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
And Dan, where are you? Where Where did uh, you see this? I'm in Millville. Millville. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. There we All go. Right. Cool. Thanks for the report, Dan. We appreciate no problem. it. I just figured I'd give you guys a good laugh because I sure as hell had one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do, man. Thank you, brother. All right. And if you have video of you dancing with our audio in the background, we definitely want to see that. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hi, this is Al Anderson with Philly Photo and Film, and we are happy to be the photo partner for this year's Camp Out for Hunger. We wanted to congratulate the Preston and Steve Show, WMMR, all of the sponsors, and each of you who contributed to this event, making it a great success. Our team had the pleasure of showcasing our photo booth and photography services capturing stunning imagery for all five days. Philly Photo and Film is a full-service photography, video production, drone, and photo booth company serving the greater Philadelphia area since 2011. We specialize in weddings, marketing, and private and corporate events. To speak with us about our services for your next project or event, please call us at 866-745-7226 or search Philly Photo and Film on the web. At Philly Photo and Film, your story is our priority. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Um, somebody is recommending that next time we do a, uh, a traffic jam dance party that we include the Mummer Strut. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If possible, so people yeah. can get out and do that. We'll, we'll work on that for you, but thank you. Hey, real quick, before we get into anything, um, there's this email I wanted to pass along. It's a very funny story that somebody sent to me. It's not a shard out or anything like that, but this uh, gal named Tara uh, emailed in and said, hey, I'll try to be uh, brief, but this was too funny not to share. About two weeks ago, the guy I date and his best friend's wife confronted myself and said, and said best friend, and she says, let's call him Dave uh, because uh, that's his name and he would be furious for me for sharing. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, And she goes on to say, we work together, Dave and I, and we talk often uh, and, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, let me me back up. So she says, uh, she and Dave said that they were confronted by uh, his best friend's wife over the, quote, affair that they imagined Dave and I were having because Dave and I have bonded over your show. <laughs> she said, we were together. Dave and I talk often and socialize very often with Dave's wife, who I considered a friend uh, the the guy I date. And when we are together or texting, we will quote you all and reference you often. And one of our favorite things to say when one of us knows something the other one doesn't is, I'm such a Nick, and I just knew that. (laughs) Or we'll ask, what would Casey do, among other things. So these two sat us down and asked us point blank, do you hang out with us? Is there something going on? You have all these secret friends that we don't know and inside jokes about stupid things that you say to each other. And they said after we, she said after we stopped laughing hysterically, which was not well received. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we explained that the President and Steve show are our favorite coworkers, and even explained that we have asked both of them on more than ten occasions to give you guys a listen, but they both resisted. Mm-hmm. Dave's wife has now become a listener as a uh, result. Cool. Uh, she said, "I hope this can give uh, Steve, Casey, Nick, Kathy, Marissa, and yourself, etc., a laugh." 
as I'm still laughing about it myself. And then she congratulated us for uh, the Radio Hall of Fame and all that good stuff. So I thought that was pretty damn funny. They thought they were having an affair with each other because of their inside jokes about our show, and they didn't know what the the other two didn't know I what they were referring to. I see that a little to, bit. So. Yeah. Wow, Where's all funny. this shared time taking place? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Um, well, uh, speaking of relationships, uh, there was something Casey had brought up. We were talking about the um, uh, the Taylor Swift saga, right, with the boyfriends and the, and the songs and, and the, all that stuff. So she she put out a, a a new version of an old song because she's re-recorded an album. And you may have seen on Saturday Night Live over the weekend they had a video and everything, and, yep. and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's it's about Jake Gyllenhaal. Miles Teller played Jake Gyllenhaal in the video, <laughs> and there's something in there about. A scarf that apparently was hers, and he still has it. And I don't know the story behind that. But Casey brought out an, an interesting thing: if ha, have you ever been in a relationship where the relationship ends, but you held on to something? Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what particular reason that might be. Maybe you held on to it out of spite, right? As you're not getting this back, type of thing, or as a little memento of that relationship. I'm not really sure. I think it also goes the other way. If someone kept something of yours that you would like, you know, that's always the that classic. you would like back. Right, they right. Kept, they kept they, they your kept, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one we're not the, talking one about. One of the classics is, you know, the classic basic thing would be when CDs and all that stuff, we weren't dealing with, you know, streaming stuff. Right. But that was a, that was a classic. I'm keeping But this. my question, did Taylor ask for the scarf back if she <laughs> wants it back? And he, and he refused to give it back? Or she just putting this in the song because what, for whatever reason, that stuck in her mind well, forever. And, she made and a, I never got my scarf back. Yeah, and she made Maggie Gyllenhaal like collateral damage. She yeah. probably asked for it. That's why she, you know what I mean? Like, if you ask for it and then you don't get it back. Then you put you, that in the song. I asked you for my scarf and you didn't give it back to me. Well, I think that's yeah. it. You did, exactly so she said, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even get. You didn't even give me I my scarf back. Did you even ask for it? Well, yeah. Pro- that's yeah. my point. Is yes, yeah, yeah. so she probably did, which is why she's saying she didn't uh, even get it back. <laughs> but you know what? I think... Um, you know, I, I'm my mom didn't save anything from uh, previous relationships. Um, Her last she, before your dad, it was Jimi Hendrix. Well, right? Hang, on, hang on a second. By the way, before you continue, Dylan O'Brien played Jake Gyllenhaal, not Miles Teller. Oh, okay. Okay. People right. are texting in, and I just want to shut you up right now. Okay, okay. go ahead. Um, and my dad, uh, she made my dad get rid of stuff like pictures and stuff like that. And he, he of exes, yeah, like he was engaged before my mom. And he, and I remember when he told us, and I was like, oh my god, do you have a picture of her? I want to see what she looks like. Yeah. And he's like, no, your mom made me get rid of it. And so I asked my, my mom, and she goes, yeah, I was young and like I didn't know. And yeah. so, um, so there's nothing there. I mean, no big deal. But for me, I threw away. Um, letters that somebody had written me because I was young. I didn't think like I wasn't going to end up with the guy. It was a past relationship. But now I wish wish I had them. You wish you had them. For like, 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 um, well, because we're, we're very good friends and I found, um, I found uh, one of the letters and I sent him a picture of it and we were cracking up at what was in it. And he's like, is that all you kept? I wrote you so many. You just have one. And I'm like, I only, this this guy was into you, huh? Yeah, I mean, we were kids. We yeah, were like, yeah. I mean, yeah. middle school. You okay, know what I mean? oh, all right. So we, like puppy, we, puppy love. All yeah, we, right. we ended up as friends, and I, right. I didn't keep them, and I wish I would have. My buddy Jeff Kath still has all of those letters yes. from like seventh and eighth. Really? Grade. Yeah, it's, it's funny. And I don't. He doesn't hang on to it because he's pining after the right. one that got away. But it is funny to see how children. Well, you think it's everything. Relationship. It, and, and it's like, I love you so much. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's, it's like it's, being on The Bachelor, gushing yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. But you're right. 
People are texting in saying that the scarf is a metaphor. It actually means her virginity. Really? Oh. Did Joan Hall de-virginize her? I, uh-huh. Do I we know this? And or, how, is this I, or is this what people are, are, are assuming? Well, how's her? How's his uh, sister going to give back her virginity unless yeah. he has like yeah. a tire patch kit? Yeah. Because the, her virginity is apparently in her sister in uh, uh, Maggie Joan Hall's drawer. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, what does that mean weird to me? Um, I don't know. Uh, did you guys ever do the great uh, post breakup uh, meet up to give things back to each other? <sighs> no. No, I never, I don't think enough of my stuff ended up in a significant other's hands where I was like, I want that back. Did you ever smash something or destroy something as a purge, as an emotional purge when you broke up? I can't remember doing that. I'm sure I did, though. I did once. Yeah. And I realized how stupid it was. What was it? My apartment. No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was just like a little, like a little de- a thing that an arts and crafts thing she had made for me, and it was like, what, what does that even mean? You know, it was, it was that was given at a better time, and and uh, and it wasn't like this split was that acrimonious. I remember I, I I had planned on doing something, uh, so I was going through a breakup, and <laughs> and my girlfriend's favorite song. Uh, was just like Ronnie sang. Okay. Kathy. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> and it was "Take Me Home Tonight." It was yeah. a hit at the time. Yes. Okay, and we and it was when I was working in a kitchen and we would have a radio on. <laughs> and I, I told my friend Chad, who worked there, I'm like, I just want you to know <laughs> that if the song comes on the radio. I'm going to break the radio. <laughs> oh no! Because it was a boombox. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. And I'm like, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to smash it on the ground. Oh. It didn't come on. Oh my god! And which is wild because it was a hit at the yeah. time. You and figured it was being played. played. But yeah. I, uh, I prepared myself that the moment I heard that song, I was going to destroy. Who and I, and I also said, and I'll buy a new one. I'll we have an anti-request <laughs> coming in from somebody who's working with a villain in Preston. Please yeah. don't play. Although it would have been great, he he should have requested it yeah, just yeah. to see me do it. Uh, let me go to Lori. Hey, Lori. Good morning. What's up, Lori? So, um, when my husband and I were married, I had bought him um, all of these throwback Mitchell and S. Flyers jerseys. And I took them around to all these different events, and I got them all signed by, like, Bob Kelly and uh, Dave Schultz and everybody, all the Broad Street Bullies. There was, like, five of them. That's really nice. Yes. It was, like, a great birthday gift, you know, because we were so happy then. It was nice. I was such a great wife. (laughs) And then when we separated... He wanted them, like, that was, like, one of the things that we were fighting over. And I'm like, dude, they were expensive. I paid for them. I put in all the legwork. Like, why should you get to keep them? And he's like, well, you gave them to me as a gift. Yeah. And after, like, a long, uh, like, a long battle about it, I conceded, and I gave them to him because he was right. I had gifted them to him, and I didn't want to be, like, spiteful. Mm -hmm. And then when he was taking, like, all of his final things out of the house, he had stolen money and bought a motorcycle, which was part of the reason why we were divorcing. But he also was taking my helmet, which was a tiny, tiny helmet. I have a very small head. <laughs> so, no, he, $25, and he just wouldn't let, or $35, and he wouldn't let me keep the helmet. Lori, first off, you were right. You came to your senses. You had given it as a gift, and you did the fair thing. But for him to turn around after he had stolen money... And then and then throw some sort of fit and take your little tiny helmet. That's just wrong. Yes. I, I was I, so 
angry. I was like irrationally angry. <laughs> I like couldn't even explain it. I was so angry. Like people are like, "Why are you so upset about a helmet?" I'm like, "It's not just a helmet. <laughs> it's not the helmet." Lori, I think you two were made for each other. I, th- I think you missed an opportunity. I think you two would have been a perfect couple. What I would do, Lori, is find out where he rides that motorcycle and put some of those spike strips down. Uh... This is the best part. He never rides it. He let it sit outside of his house and rust. It was just the spite factor. He's so spiteful. It's awful. Well, good riddance, right? Yeah, no kidding. Yes, good yes. riddance. I just got my divorce papers in the mail yesterday. Oh. There you go. Do the electric slide. We got the music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, All right. We'll see you. But listen, I, I have to side with uh, the dude as far as the jersey go, jerseys go because that's a gift. Give it a gift. gift. You, right. you give it to somebody. You can't get it back. I even no backsies. I even believe the engagement ring thing. I do I do as well. You gave it to them. Now, no, mind some, you. Some call it a contract or whatever. If if you give it and the day after you, um, you know, she's banging your father, you know, yes. on your mother's coffin. There are then, some then perhaps, circumstances. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, John? Uh, I kept my wedding video, uh, after I got divorced. Okay. Uh, everything else, I sat in the backyard and, uh, burnt every single picture in a fire pit. (laughs) So you burned all of your wedding photos? Every single picture. And then I ripped the book. Into pieces and burnt that. Did you- I had a box of, of of cards, letters, trinkets. They're in the fire pit. John, did you feel that that was a catharsis? Did it did it help, or how did you feel when it was oh, all done? Oh God, it was a bit. Well, it was kind of like one of those. Um, yeah, you, you can't believe uh, fourteen years of your life is over. Yeah, did she cheat on you, John? Uh, no, nah, nah, it was kind of. I I don't know really, to be honest. You don't know. You don't know what broke you two up. Um, uh, basically, in a nutshell, couldn't tell you. I okay. think it was her immaturity, maybe, and her, and her tiny helmet. I, I was just curious about the whole burning thing. That's usually if someone has scorned right. you. You like, know what I mean? That, exactly. That you, wanna, that you want to do a well, symbolic I mean, four, burning of them. Years, three kids, um, and then just dragging me through. Just all the BS with court and everything, and you ever pop out that? You ever pop that video in just for fun and live the good times? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because my grandmother's on there. Okay, all right. And my That's grandmother the... was like, at, through, I mean, throughout the entire video, don't marry her. <laughs> you dumbass! Why are you marrying her? You mark my words, you'll be burning all of this in years. He was there for the garter toss. Oh, that's Every great! Every time you turn around, all right, he was there somewhere. Uh, the I thank you, John. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you. I've uh, never watched my wedding video of you. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, watch it. Used to. We didn't uh, this past year, but on our anniversary, we watch it. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you leave the, the subtitles on or no? I have to. Because it was in Latin. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a fun wedding. It was yeah. great. So, yeah. yeah, I could see you wanting to watch it. Am, uh, line four here is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, let me go to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good what's morning. up? Good morning, it, buddy. So, <clears throat> back in high school, I was all excited. I had my high school class ring, and we uh, we traveled back to Ireland. My parents were from Ireland, and I met up with this girl, fell in love. You know, or at least what I thought it was at that age. 
and gave her my class ring, invited her to my senior prom the next year. All in all as well, she comes over the next year for prom with her entire family thinking it's this marriage proposal. Her parents had bought land in Ireland, and it it obviously was not that for me. Yeah, you just wanted to go to the prom. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So a couple years ago, I reached out to her. I was like, hey, do you still have that, uh, that, that ring I gave you? And she's like, oh, yeah, of course I have it. I, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite things. You don't want it back, do you? And I was like, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 I just want, just want to see if you still had it. <laughs> um, so you, 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 uh, you passed on asking for it back? Yeah, I, I just. He gave I, it as a gift, like though. I was just going to, like, break her heart again. Okay, he all right. A gift. You, you can't. No. She puts yeah. Uncle Clancy on there. Let me talk to that son of a bitch. Yeah. Who broke her heart? And afterwards, I'm about to take you into Clan Fickleberry. <laughs> I um, you know, I was wondering, you know, like people Thanks, hang Chris. on to these things from their exes, not out of spite, but out of like, you know, well, the relationship ended, and I didn't want it to end, and so I, I kind of yeah, want this as, as a memento, as a, as as a, a memory token. of you. Do you yeah. know what song? The heart of the matter yeah. captures captures all of that. That sort of, you know. Uh, uh, what you what you feel, and 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 at a point when those things were exchanged, it, we assume it was good. Mm-hmm. So y- you know, let that stand, yeah. and and then you know, get to get yourself wound up that you're you know just going out of your mind. Right, it does it does no good. I don't know what this text I mean. It says uh, girls will throw away everything but a hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> girls keep uh, guys the sweatshirts. Hoodies, yeah. Yeah, that's part of what they do, really. Yeah, and it's probably because they're you know a little oversized. They fit and. Uh, <laughs> They're, they're not giving them up. Well, that's what my, my wife texts me. She goes, because my son just played rugby this year. We got him a nice rugby uh, jacket, it, and it costs a lot of money. And she's like, I'd be so mad if he gave that it's to, like, girl. a girlfriend, yeah. and then she ended up keeping it. Oh. Here's another text. says, I'm pretty sure I have about $3,000 in hoodies and sweatshirts never returned by past girlfriends. Uh, what, was a, that, would you uh, do that, Kathy? Would, would you keep, uh, did you ever keep an article of clothing from an ex? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, out of spite or no. out of... Okay. No, just because it was comfortable and <laughs> I kept it. <laughs> that happened to me. And that's why I was asking about the great uh, exchange because I had had that and we had done the great exchange and everything was in there except for my favorite sweater. My colander. <laughs> hey, and, I, uh, I think I've seen... Haven't there been like movies where, you know, like the girlfriend... Yeah. He goes, the, the guy goes away to work or, or whatever, and she'll go into the closet and start putting his clothes on. Yeah. And, and smell them. And smell them. I just want to... I just want to be in. Just can't wait till I get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that smells terrible. <laughs> smells like the cat peed on it. <laughs> I don't want him to come home. When does it ever happen when the the guy stays at the girl's apartment and goes and starts putting his her panties on and then oh it's like this feels so great. My wife will wear it when she wears some of my stuff, like oh. a, a coat or something. It's so adorable. I don't think Rochelle ever wears any of my clothes. Everybody wears my freaking clothes in my house. Really, my son? Yeah, yeah. My, I want my to go- daughter wears yeah. a ton of my clothes, man. Like my jeans. Like they, there's in no they. I guess baggy jeans are... Are, are they in? Yeah. 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 And, and she will take my jeans all of my and hoodies. cinch them all up with a, with a belt yeah. and wears them. So you get what? All, all your of my hoodies, hoodies are gone. Really? Like, uh, I'm like, I went to Harvard for this hoodie and I can't find it anywhere. And, uh, you think your kids have it, right? Well, so, uh, yeah. Uh, my, my, my wife will wear it. My older daughter will wear it. I, I still wear, and just because it's nostalgic, my grandmother's assless chap. Oh, yeah. my Aww. God. That's adorable. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Hang on, this uh, Brian left some interesting things. Hi, uh, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. 
Hey, Preston, what are you wearing? Mm. <laughs> you, uh, use your imagination. So uh, I broke up with my kid's mom, um, and I got everything out before I moved except uh, four things. Okay. Uh, one was my drill. All right. One was my Amazon Fire Stick. Ooh. One was my weed whacker, and one was my grill. So she gave me back my Fire Stick without the remote. She gave me back the drill without the battery. Oh. She cut the um, the cord on the um, the weed, weed whacker, whacker to the throttle. Okay, and then the grill was there. Obviously, she continued living in the house, and she sold the house. So I said to her, "Hey, can uh, I have that uh, that grill back before you sell the house?" She's like, "No, it stays with the house." Wow. <laughs> yeah, petty, right? Yeah, wow. that is pretty petty. Was it an ugly breakup? Uh, eh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well we what'd you do? All right. Who? Okay. Who was who was the most at fault at, at for this breakup? Was was it was it you or was it her? And you can be honest. If you want me to be honest, yeah, a hundred percent me. Okay. Mm. Well, that's very. I uh, appreciate that. So, um, but You're listen, yeah. lucky it was just a weed whacker, drill, fire stick, and, and yeah. Uh, grill. Yeah, but now I got tall weeds at my house. Yes, <laughs> the man has tall weeds. Come on, and he has nothing to watch. All right, Brian. Yeah, thank right, you, guys, man. Have a good one. Yourself. I need to recommend, uh, like, the, the Ryobi, the uh, battery-powered weed take whacker, the batteries, man. man. Yeah. I agree, though. I love the electric uh, the electric tool, uh, lawn tools. Yep. They're great. Uh, but uh, she could take the battery. I think when I hear that, Preston, I, I think of uh, Steve Martin and the jerk with the chair and the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm taking, I'm this. taking this battle game and this ashtray. phone. And the phone. And the phone. <laughs> That's all I need. And this. Except for this chair. Uh, hang on. All right. Let me go to Dylan. Hey, Dylan, good morning. Yo, what's going on? What's up, Dylan? <laughs> all right. So I was with uh, this girl for a little bit, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, you know, we saw each other for a couple months, and then she took, she like refused to leave my house one time. Okay. Like, I'm not leaving without a hoodie. She and wait. She like, oh, she goes. I'm not leaving without a hoodie. She's like, I, she's like, I'm not leaving without one of your hoodies. I'm like, you know, take a, this is my favorite hoodie. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not leaving. So I give her a crappy hoodie, and uh, you know, after that we separate. Okay. And one of her friends tells me that she does this for every guy. She, she like a, she, like so a she trophy. Knew. Yeah, but she knew. She knew what, that they were going to break up, so she's like, I'm not leaving without that hoodie. <gasps> yep. Wow. She's a predator. I, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. right. And skulls and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Dylan. I had no idea that the hoodie is a... Uh, is a standard pilfered item from a, a breakup when a, a woman will take a, a hoodie. I had no. Clue. I'll tell you something. I'm I'm on like I my my Flyers hoodie that I really loved. I can't find uh, you know and and uh, oh, man. So so my favorite getting hoodie. getting that hoodie that you. I'm trying now, Preston, to get a new hoodie that will be my best friend hoodie. Yeah, like my always go to hoodie, and it's almost impossible. Like I was in a couple different stores, and you know. You, all right, let me ask you, do you yeah. if, if it's got a zipper, do you count it as a hoodie? No. It as a hood? no, I, no, no I do. It's got to be a pullover. I, I still All count right. it as a I count it as a hoodie. Then, then it would have been a jacket, my favorite one. Uh, yeah, what I'm not I'm it? not a, I, I I don't like I'm saying it right now. Oh, don't. I don't like pullover hoodies. I, I agree I with like you a thousand em. percent. Oh. I, like I don't like them. When you try, if you're wearing a t-shirt underneath, underneath, and you take the hoodie yeah. off, and the t-shirt comes off. I hate it. You, I don't like that. Your belly. It's all you feel embarrassed. As well as a guy who's got. One hell of a gut. Uh, there's a way to take the hoodie off without exposing your gut to people. Yeah, and it's a pain in the ass. You lower it down. No, you just got to hey, put one hand here and then the other one. No, no. you take the one. You you put you uh, pull the one hand in first. The sleeve. Right? 
Inside the sleeve, yeah. Inside the sleeve. And then you hold your shirt down while you pulled over like that. Yeah. Don't have to do that with a zipper. You don't do that with a zipper. <laughs> you just unzip it. Um, but that's a, that's not a hoodie. It's a jacket. And, and I also like the fact that I like to be able to unzip the jacket somewhat and let Ooh, a little air, air in, in there. Oh. As opposed to having all that cumbersome hoodiness all over my body. Ooh. Isn't it the hoodie? <laughs> Isn't it the hood that makes it a hoodie? I That's guess what I was right. wondering. That's why I right. called the jacket a, a, a hoodie, so mm. I'm not really sure. This but anyhow, like you. my favorite one of all time was uh, I got at the uh, Rush Clockwork Angels uh, tour, and it was gifted to me. I was going to go, and we, you know, I was lucky enough yeah. to have a quick meet and greet, and one of the managers gave me this, and it was so cool. It had the old school Rush logo on the back and the, uh, the album cover. It was black and red, and I loved that. Jacket slash Where'd hoodie. Where'd it go? Where is I it? I don't know. It's probably with my Flyers Winter Classic hoodie. Casey thinks it's going to show up somewhere. It is going to show up. It's been up. five years at least. When was the last time? <laughs> this is going to be like such a dumb question. <laughs> yeah. My hoodie. It's I miss you so much. What's your dumb question? No, no. That like, where was the last time you wore it? Because it was five years ago. Well, I yeah, just looked there. Let me keep. Let me break out my hoodie journal. I actually have a, a cardigan that I missed terribly. I have no idea where it went. It was uh, my my Kurt Cobain. Oh, cardigan. Like a, yeah. uh, oh wow! Well, okay. actually, it was a little bit thicker than that, but it was it was awesome. It had big old thick buttons on it and everything, and I have no idea where it went. Mm. And I'm hoping that just someday. It just knocks up at my door, Steve. Well, you go, you, in case you go into like a Goodwill store or something like like a you know, uh, and and there it is. Yeah, there calling to you. All right. Well, anyhow, I thought it was an interesting conversation, and uh, it was from this re-released, re-recorded Taylor Swift song about her scarf, and some people said maybe it was her, you know, it's a it's a metaphor for her virginity, or yeah. maybe it's about a scarf, or it might be about a scarf, <laughs> a piece of clothing. Well, thank you for your calls, and I apologize to those that I did not get a chance to uh, go to on the phone lines, but thank you for enlightening me on the hoodie thing. I did yeah. not know that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. When we return, we're going to have a comedian and magician, Justin Wilman. He's great. We've had him on many times. Uh, he'll be in Wilmington and Atlantic City this week. We'll come back with him. Stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference. Right now, visit your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Two quick things before we welcome our guest. Um, I am going to fill up the rest of our slots for the Great American Smokeout tomorrow. All right, let's do uh, it. Dr. Rosenpenis will be with us tomorrow. And he's going to hypnotize people into no longer having to be a slave to cigarettes or vaping. Uh, and if you can be here, two things. You have to be uh, you have to be vaxxed and you have to be able to be here tomorrow morning in order to participate in this. We're only allowing six people in. Uh, so we have room for four more. So we'll take four callers right now. Let's do it. At 215-263-WMMR, and you'll be able to pop. We've had a huge amount of success over the years with this. Yeah, and people yeah. who have given it up for good, let's add you to that list. And also, if you can't be a part of this, 
Um, you can get $100 off your session with Dr. Rosenberg uh, if you mention the President Steve Show. And his website is quititnow.com. And you can call him Dr. Rosenpenis if you want to. He He's okay like, with it. Yeah, yeah. she kind of likes that. Uh, but you can get the discount also for uh, weight loss, insomnia, stress, and all these other things that he handles. So yeah. uh, do that. And then... I want to mention this, and I'll do some more giveaways in a little while, but I just went out and checked the spread from the Hilltown Tavern. Yes. Oh, my God. It's good stuff. That mac and cheese looks crazy delectable, and they brought in a bunch of great food. But Nick is going to be there tomorrow night for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff, 7 to 9. Make sure you stop by. It happens every week, uh, and you can score Bird's tickets, custom MMR Bud Light T-shirts, and sign Bird's merchandise. Just click on events at WMMR.com for details. So that's tomorrow night in Maniunk, the Hilltown Tavern, and Nick will be there from 7 to 9. All right, got that all out of the way. Now I'm happy to welcome our next guest. He's great. We've had him in studio on a number of occasions. Always blows us away with uh, his illusions and mentalist stuff, but he is a funny, super cool, nice guy, and he's going to be performing uh, at the Grand Opera House tomorrow night at the Bor- uh I'm sorry, tomorrow night, and then Friday night at the Borgata. Please welcome Justin Willman yeah. to the show. Justin, yes. nice to <laughs> see you, sir. Back. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good to see you guys. Excellent. Happy that you are are out and touring and doing your show. By the way, this is an all ages show. Is that correct? All ages show. Nice. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's been it's been wild. You know, like because uh, I'm a magician and a comedian, and people like you know, like sometimes a young couple will come on a date night and they'll be surprised that there's kind of people brought kids. But I guarantee <laughs> you, you know. These kids show up. They're like, well, I, I, they're surprised. There's so many old people in the audience. It's a, it's like a wide demographic. Nice. It's, it's kind of a beautiful thing to see after two years of not seeing anybody. Yeah. You know, to see like all walks of life. It's yeah. funny because you talk about that and being surprised at kids there. And I remember, and it's, it's what the uh, Bob Saget always recounts as at the height of the Full House. You know, uh, popularity. <laughs> People unaware of Saget's stand-up would go to see the show and bring kids, and they like, "Oh no, no, no! This is not going to work." But obviously, right. what you do, and you're TV friendly, you're you're, you're on TV often, and, and uh, so you're you're good at this. But you talk about you know being out with audiences and stuff like that. I know you were doing some Zoom stuff and doing some Zoom magic. Let me ask you: Did um, did having the camera trained on you like that, um, did that up your game a little bit? Or did it, was it more of a uh, distraction for you as a magician, as an illusionist? Yeah, you mean you mean like pivoting to the Zoom. Right, well. right. I'm just wondering if the mechanism actually made you a little bit better in a, in a way because the camera's right up on you. It kind of did, you know, like, you know, obviously I'm shooting a couple seasons of Magic for Humans on Netflix. Right. And then, Whatever, all these random baking shows, you know, like the, the you know the camera has become you got you got to make friends with it, but it's, right. it's normally so far away. And and pivoting to figuring out how to do magic on Zoom, you know, like I'm 12 inches from the camera. It is <laughs> right. very, it's very intimate. And obviously, like this is way closer than you ever get to somebody when you're doing a, a show in person. Right. So something about the Zoom thing, like doing, you know, we did uh, 400 Zoom shows over wow. the course of a year. Wow. Like a million people come into the you know into the house over the course of a year. I felt like. Like somehow Zoom actually broadened and built my fan base because all these people who had seen the Netflix show and maybe in the real world pre-COVID would have tried to come to see a, a live show with the Zoom. Everyone was able to come see a Zoom show, you know, like everyone was kind of cooped up and it kind of, you know, I, I kind of gave gave these families a, an escape 
they kind of gave me an escape. It was kind of this interesting give and take. So now I had a lot of people coming out to the live shows who were like, dude, like your Zoom show got us through quarantine. And it's very, it's very heartwarming, you know, and I think it, it's because of this intimacy that you, you know, you're kind of looking yeah. each person in the audience. It's, you know, it's like you're looking right at them. Yeah. It's and, awesome. Uh, you don't get that on TV. Um, you know, you speaking of the pandemic and, and, you know, being stuck at home and all this stuff in, in uh, the, the movie Ant-Man 2, Scott, the main character, learns close-up magic because <laughs> he just needed to do something to entertain himself. And it was, it was an illustration of, I've been able to go nowhere that I've actually forced myself <laughs> to learn close-up magic. And so was that a chance for you to sharpen up on your stuff because you just had all this idle time? It's, it's it's funny, like, all these, because I have so many friends who don't have kids who took up a new language or yeah. learned to bake bread or learned close-up <laughs> magic. But I think anyone listening who has a child of any age, you're like, there was no way I was learning a new <laughs> hobby right. over quarantine. <laughs> Keeping a human alive. That's right. my hobby. Well, when you were... <laughs> When you were a kid, you 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 broke your arms, right? I mean, you you, you had a, a situation, and that was sort of your quarantine that launched you into learning about magic. You were you were a fan of uh, Harry Anderson and and uh, also David Copperfield, and so the bug was there, and you had nothing to do but to sit there and try to get good at it, right? That's exa- I mean, that is exactly right. Like, I yeah, I broke my arms. I was rollerblading while riding a bike it's a long story i'll recreate it one day okay Okay. and uh, yeah having that solitary confinement that i had is how i discovered magic so i did early quarantine create a magic kit called the social distancing magician starter kit okay because i felt like all these kids you know they're cooped up and it's a chance i think to use that to use that time and kind of uh that that energy for something good and magic is that really good solitary you know you kind of need some time alone to learn a trick so the, uh, it's so, not a group activity. So it was. It, it is a good time for that, for sure. So the kit is available. It's it's an actual kit that is. The kit is available. Yeah, yeah. I sell them on my website, justinwilman.com, and all the proceeds go to uh, directrelief.org. Oh, that's and awesome. And it's 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 actually a really good. It's kind of the kit I wish I had when I was a kid, because normally all the magic kits. I don't know if you've ever tried one, but they are like. <laughs> written and they're like translated oh. three times to finally get back to English and they make no sense. Yes. yes. And, and, and you're eight years old and you have a short attention span and you feel like you're doing something wrong that you can't get this trick to work. Yeah. When it's and really just... I remember that very thing, Justin, because as a kid, I really wanted to be able to do magic and, I, and, and all you had at the time were books, magic books. Yep. So that was the go-to. And I would read this stuff and I'm like... This doesn't tell me anything. It, it 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 will describe what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but unless you can actually now do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah now, now, now just do it. Uh, do you have a video component that goes along with yeah, this to illustrate? I mean, listen, that's what no you need. Reading, no reading required because I'm super ADD. I remember when I was a kid, I would just my, my my eyes would glaze over. So you get a link to this website where I teach you how to do all the tricks. I basically show you how to do it. Show you here's how it's supposed to look. Here's some jokes. He, write your own jokes, you know, yeah. come up with your own stuff. So it's very much like a, you just sit back, you kind of watch, and it's like you're getting magic lessons from me. Where, is, uh, where do magis- magicians stand now with the etiquette of sharing the craft and showing the secrets? I mean, you know, because yeah. there's a line you can cross, you know? That's a fu- you know, it's funny. It's like magicians are all about, like, inspiring a new generation of magicians and teaching tricks. But then there's, like, as soon as you're giving away a trick that's, quote, unquote, too good, they get really upset because they're like, well, I do that trick, man. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like it's hard because, you know, you want to teach kids good tricks, 
but then magicians don't want you to teach them too good of a trick. So you kind of have to, it's like, uh, there's like a Mr. Miyagi, I think, pace to it, where your student has to, you know, want to seek that knowledge a little bit, as opposed to just having, you know, the secret revealed to them like the masked magician. But I think the more magicians, the better. I think it's better better for the art of magic, and I think it's better for humanity. And, yeah. you know, um, no, I, it's I feel great. like... Yeah, it's a, it's a little drop in the bucket, but it's been fun. The fact that you get inspired is very cool. Uh, you were talking about those those kits. I got one. I remember Preston to to your point too. Is Blackstone the magician? And Blackstone was apparently known for this um, this trick where he would have a, a pigeon in kind of a see through cage, and he would collapse it. And so they they give you kind of the cage assembly, but no like fake no, bird. No. Like, like <laughs> am I supposed to use a living pigeon in this? And, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. BYOB. <laughs> bring, yeah. Yeah, bring, bring your own pigeon. Have you have you to this point now that you've been doing what you've been doing for so long with the Netflix stuff and and uh, uh, you know and, and obviously just touring? Have you encountered a working magician who was inspired by you? Yes, have I have had moments where I feel really really old, because, <laughs> you know, and I you know I I'm what I'm like 41 now, but I've been doing this so long. So just the other day, I did. Uh, my wife and I went to a, a friend's house, and this kid watched. Well, he's not a kid. This this grown man, a six foot three <laughs> dude, walks up to me, deep voice. This dude could 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 take me down, and he's like, well, "What's up, dude? You did my seventh birthday party." Uh. <laughs> and it blew my wife's mind because she was like trying to do the math in her head. She's like, "This makes no sense." <laughs> this kid, you know, he was yeah. like thirty thirty, I guess, you know, and I. 23 years ago, I did his seventh birthday, and uh, and now he's a, a a man with opinions and, and a beer in his hand, and it really was surreal. All right, yeah. let, me, let me ask you, because every every magician has to, they got to earn their keep, they got to do the kids' parties, and they start off. Are they, A, amazing because of the wonderment in the eyes of the children that you see when you, when you do an illusion, or... Are they an absolute nightmare because the kids are pointing out every little thing that they see or interrupting your flow? Oh, I mean, well, both. <laughs> both. They, they are both, and there are also many other... I mean, it's. I found it to be, like, the best training ground because um, it's like you're performing... Uh, a late Friday night show at a comedy club, and they're all drunk, and yep. they have not <laughs> slept, and they're insane. It's like that's like that's what it's like every time because uh, there's there's a very short attention span. You got to get to it. You better be good. If they don't like it, they're gonna voice that opinion. And yes, you get the wonderment of the children and all that. But there's something like this, you know, school of hard knocks where you know you don't get uh, like a false positive. You know how sometimes people are polite. They're like, oh, that was great. That was great. When it's not great. Yeah. And <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like. I'm if I'm good at what I do now, it's because of these years of entertaining kids where I like had to have my feelings hurt and revise what I was doing because I was, you know, I come to terms with what I'm doing sucks or the, the six year old knows how I do it. So I got to <laughs> figure out the, how to do it better. There's the wonderment, but there's also like entertaining the kids in the front, but all the parents in the back who are kind of like half watching like it was always my goal to like win them over i want right, to make the kids right. laugh but i also want paying for the parents it. to all yeah i'll migrate closer you know i was like i was at a, movie. i was at a kid's birthday party at i was a kid and and uh and i'll never forget the trick that made me go <gasps> <laughs> and it was is so simple a guy uh, the magician takes a, a pan he, he puts a flash paper in there you know catches on fire and he puts a lid on it and takes the lid off and it's filled with candy. Oh, my, oh God. my God. How 
did you do that? It's the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And I wanted to be able to do that. And I eventually, I bought one of those pans. It was a stupid little easy, Yeah. how did I not know that as a kid? A lot of times I use a a bunny. They'll do the the flash Oh, that's what I did. You 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 do the rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bunny. (laughs) I mean, and people, you know, you can't follow the bunny. The candy, I'm sure. It's like when the pinata (laughs) bursts. It's like, don't even try to get their attention back. But I used to open with a turned fire into candy. (laughs) It's the greatest thing a child has ever seen. The alchemist right there. Yeah. But I I would open by making a bird appear. I would have a dove and I'd close with my bunny. Until I was doing an outdoor show in oh, no. California 18 years ago. I made the dove appear. It kind of flew up into a tree in these people's backyard. Uh-huh. Midway through my show, a hawk starts circling. Oh. 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 down in front of the children and snatches the dove and flies away. Oh, that's oh brutal. My God. Brutal. All right, so, so just, you know, ta-da. through your formative <laughs> years, Justin, how, how would you handle a uh, an illusion gone wrong, like where it, it, it was clearly revealed what, you know, what the secret was? You know, it's like my first memory of performing a trick ever. I think I was six. It was my, it was first or second grade show and tell. It was with that Blackstone magic kit. It was the, they call it the, uh, the, like the prayer vase magic trick where you stick a rope into a, into a vase and you let go of the vase and the vase is somehow holding onto the rope. Right. And the trick is done because there's a tiny little rubber ball that, you know, the audience doesn't know about that holds right. onto that rope on the inside. Well, I, without realizing it, somehow I lost the ball. So I'm like <laughs> jiggling this vase for five minutes in front of my class as a kid trying to figure out why it doesn't work. And I burst into tears. So my first experience was a massive fail. Oh, so my God. I think after that, it was maybe six years before I attempted magic again. <laughs> and when I did, I think I always approached it just like I want to make sure that if a trick goes wrong, like, I can make the audience think that's how it was supposed to go. Like, right. make it, you know, like right. uh, Amazing Jonathan, I think, was a big influence in that, you know, where he's just as funny as he is a magician. And, you know, you don't know where any bit is heading. And uh, it's like an insurance policy. Yeah, well, that's the split with you. I mean, you have both those things going for you. Your stand-up legitimately, your, your, your comedy's on point, and then the, the, the magic is as well. I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if this is true, but are you currently, are you working on a show with Julie Bowen right now? Or is that, uh, yeah. yeah. So what? What's going on so there? That's fun. Okay. So, and this just, we, we've been working on, this is a fun, like, quarantine project. I guess this would be my, uh, my hobby, which was, uh, I've known, I've been a fan of Julie Bowen for a long time, and then we have some mutual friends, and she's starting her own production company, and she always kind of, like, like magic, her producing partner reached out, was like, do you have any, any show ideas, scripted things? So I kind of came up with this fun idea, I thought, kind of like a magic castle, like a magic nightclub-inspired workplace comedy, kind of right. like The Office would be really funny. And, and then we developed it. She liked it so much. She's like, well, let's develop it so that I can be the star of it. And we wrote a pilot and pitched it, and we're going to make a pilot for NBC of this of this show. Which Dude, is that's awesome. So kind of executive producing, and I've never, I've never executive produced a scripted <laughs> show before. And it's a, about the world of magic, and... I'm sure you guys can imagine. There's some funny stuff about the world of magic. There was but, a sh- uh, there was a show years ago, and maybe you remember. It was with Bill Bixby. It was it was the magician, I think it was, and and, and his his basic his back cave was the magic castle, basically, and he would solve crimes and so on and so forth. But uh, to Julie Bowen, I think she's like she is absolutely 
great at comedy, and I think she's under... The Modern Family stuff proved how, how great she is with this. So that's got to be very cool. Pilots, of it's course... It's very cool. I mean, so we'll keep our fingers crossed, but that'd be awesome, man, if you had that going Yeah, on. it's early It's early in the process, but what's great about Julie, she's so funny, but also she's very cynical about magic. She's seen a lot. She kind of, <laughs> you know, she's... I, I think the average person out there is kind of skeptical about magic, where they're like, is this going to be good or lame? And I think that her POV... Uh, into this world, like kind of just being a little hesitant is what makes it really, really funny. And I think makes magic very, very palatable where you can see that you can make fun of it, but also you can do some awesome stuff and have a laugh. Cool. So, I love the idea of the magic castle. I always wanted to go there. Well, I don't want to say always, but uh, recently I've, I'm like, I need to get there. Can you only get there via invite? And do you have to be, uh, you have to walk in with a member? It does, yeah, you know, it sounds like you might be uh, asking if you can walk into the Magic Castle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, here, <laughs> that could be arranged. Okay, uh-huh. no, you do have to be a, you have to be invited by a member. You have to have a guest pass from a member. It's kind of like one of the society's only perks of being friends with a magician <laughs> is being able to get into the Magic Castle because otherwise you can't get in. It's like the Friars it's, Club, uh, right? Yeah. Sort sort of like a Friars Club dynamic as well, right? Precisely. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I so um, we had been talking. We had been in talks of like going out to LA and doing our show from LA for you know a little bit of time, and then you know the pandemic happened and that that kind of crushed our plans. But if we do end up going out there and having some sort of a you know a couple of day residency, it would be during the week. And usually you you work on the weekends, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm I'm inviting myself. <laughs> you, yeah, heck yeah. I mean, listen, I'm I'm gonna put it out there. How cool would it be to do uh you know do the show live from the Magic Castle one mm-hmm. morning? Let me ask you: is there is there a dynamic at the Magic Castle like there would be at like the the, the comedy store or the comic strip where where someone's performing and and like their their uh, you know mega star comedian comes in and just asked to get some stage time and d- does some stuff or is is it that vibe or is that something comedians can pull off last second? There are most of the rooms of the castle are like pre, you know, they're pretty strictly booked. But okay. they've got a couple spots where it's kind of like, you know, you could open mic spots where you can hop up. And sometimes, yeah, somebody who maybe needs to work on a bit for uh, for whatever can bump everybody, and the other magicians are kind of in the back with their arms crossed, <laughs> right, right, right. Decks of cards <laughs> clenched in their fists. That's, that's what happens in comedy clubs all the time. Is that these exactly. guys are like they, exactly. they finally get a slot at like two thirty. And then somebody comes in, you know, uh, a big, a heavy hitter, and bumps them right off. It's uh, magic comedy. Or they're very, it's very, very similar. Where it's kind of, you know, there are there are ways that it's really petty, but also ways where, you know, like as a magician, you want to impress the magicians who are lurking in the back. Right. You know, that if you fooled them, like you fooled everybody. And I think with comedy, if you make the comics in the back laugh, you know, it's a it's a special satisfaction. Well, we got two shows in the area with Justin uh, performing at the Grand Opera House in Wilmington tomorrow night. He's taking a red eye in tonight. He's going to get in, do the show yeah. tomorrow. And then uh, the Borgata on Friday at 8 p.m. And you can get tickets to both of those shows. You go to Justin's website, which is justinwillman.com. And uh, we'll post all the information and, and make that easy and uh, for you. By the way, um, Magic for Humans. Uh, there's three seasons. Any talk of another one coming up down the road, or do you know yet? We are working on a brand new, a brand new iteration of the show that I'm really, really excited about. That hopefully will be start shooting soon. Come out 
in the middle of next year. So it's kind of like Magic for Humans 2.0 that I think okay. people will oh, cool. love. And then the live show, it's called Magic for Humans in person. I think what's cool is that it's it's a lot of the stuff that you watch from your couch and you're like, there's no way this could really be happening. And yeah. then you get to finally now see it in person. We're going to convince some dudes that they're invisible uh, <laughs> tomorrow night at the Opera House. So awesome. <laughs> come, uh, come see. It'll you, be great. You can see Magic for Humans on uh, Netflix. Check it out. It's, it's a great show. Justin, it's great to have you on. Enjoy your time in our area and we'll do it again Thank sometime. you, guys. You got it. Justin Wilbur, yeah. guys. Casey will see you at the Magic Castle uh, for, for the self-invite. No, we're all going to go. Oh, we can all yeah, go? Yeah, I've, I've invited he's, everybody. No, he's invited. It's like it's like tag. Right. All right, well, here's what I want to do. I want to give away some of these uh, Thursday night kickoff uh, gift cards that I have. I have a $25 gift card. We'll take callers 12 and 13 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Nick will be there tomorrow, and it's with the MM Army and the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff, and that means you have a chance to win some birds tickets and a bunch of swag as well. And uh, by the way, Hilltown Tavern, a modern Irish-American gastropub, and it features great food, artfully crafted drinks, and a lively bar staff as well. They're very lively. I order for them all the time on Caviar. They have great food. All right, 12 and 13, 215-263-WMMR. When we get back, we will get to the bizarre file. And also a reminder, we have a secret text word, which is your chance to win the Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition on digital. So it's all six of the Tolkien films. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. One city. One radio station, one man, 40 years. Oh, dear. In 1981, he jumped in his trusty microbus Minerva and came to Philadelphia. Philadelphia Radio has never seen or heard anything like it. A fantastic run of great music, concert coverage, and real conversations from a who's who of rock royalty and passionate Philly fans. Always live, always local, and almost always in midday. There was that ill-fated morning show. You remember, wake up and smell the karma. I don't know quite what happened there. Pierre Robert has devoted his working life to WMMR listeners and our fine village. So we're digging through the MM archives to highlight some of the moments from this long, strange trip that is far from over. Congratulations, Pierre, on 40 years in Philly. From your co-workers, your fans, and your grateful friends at 93.3 WMMR. Um, real quick, I've, um, shouted out, butt plug... And an observation. Wow. I don't know uh, if we have an observation sound. I don't know, but uh, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, by the way, so here's here's a couple of butt plugs. If you, if you, if you want a couple of butt plugs, I got them. Uh, this was an email from uh, Christy McCaffrey, a Delaware County native and Cardinal O'Hara alumni. Uh, the founder and director of a nonprofit called Project uh, Scleroderma. Yes. And she said she created this organization 11 years ago after losing my mom. To a rare and incurable autoimmune disease called scleroderma. We were mentioning Bob Saget, and Bob Saget's sister passed from scleroderma. He made a movie about it. Yes, um, and it's um, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's a real deal issue. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, Carol, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Christy is producing a documentary uh, for uh, scler- scleroderma awareness. Uh, she's been working on this for the past decade. Um, and she's teaming up with Greg Cohen, a patient from L.A. documenting his journey as he runs several marathon races across the country for awareness. So she was asking um, if uh, he's going to be here actually this weekend. 
uh, to complete his marathon mission for awareness by running his final race of the series, which is the Philadelphia Marathon. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, so that's coming up this weekend, yeah. Um, and so this is a, um, there's this tightening that happens. A lot of times it ends up in people's hands, like your your hands kind of freeze up, and it can go to other parts of your body, too, and be life-threatening. Yeah. And there's uh, some internal issues that can happen with this. It's a, it's just a... Uh, the skin sort of brutal. loses its elasticity and, and starts to go the other way. So, uh, anyhow, uh, founder and director Christy McCaffrey says Delaware County uh, native herself. Uh, and her partners uh, will be on hand to capture Greg's experience and uh, complete production on an awareness-driven documentary that's set to be released next year. So she just said thanks in advance. Any, any, if you can shed some light on this story a little bit. So I, I mentioned it. I wanted to mention it for her, and you can check out Project uh, Sclero, Scleroderma uh, for information on that. So just wanted to plug that, uh, and then another quick butt Wait, plug. Don't, don't we get a, yeah. a butt oh yeah. Question? Okay. All right. And then another one says, hey, I'm part of a charity fundraising team for the Movember Foundation. Yeah. Uh, and this is from Steven Slowinski. said, our team is named Superstash Brothers PA, and we've been fundraising for the Movember Foundation as a group for four years and have been loyal listeners to you guys for nearly 20 years. Our goal is to tackle men's health on a global scale year-round, testicular and prostate cancers and mental health, suicide prevention, and Movember's mission areas. And the reason that we do this <clears throat> and our team... Dedicates our funds raised uh, to multiple prostate cancer survivors in our lives and changed the stigma around men's mental health. So uh, he just wanted us to uh, hit their name and they, they come down and, and, and uh, visit us at the Camp Out for Hunger every year. And he sent a link to the fundraising page uh, below. So I don't know if you got that or I not. I did, Nick. yep. Yeah. It's on the uh, community page at PrestonSteve.com. And uh, these guys look great with their mustaches. They're doing really well. Yep. All right. Uh, let me see. I missed that song. I forgot about that. All right, here's a uh, shout out real quick. Hey, Preston, hope everybody's doing great. Uh, My wife and I got married this past October 16th. She turns uh, 30 on November 27th. My money is going to be a little tight, unfortunately, so I would really appreciate it if you could send her a nice, melty shout out for her birthday. I like that description. Yeah, melty shout out. I'm a little early on this. Sorry, man, but 10 days ahead of time. Uh, her name is Lauren Childs from South Jersey, now living in Maryland on the Eastern Shore. She's been a huge fan since she was a little kid listening to 93.3 with her dad in the car and used to laugh uh, with him all the time and says, hi, Bob. Uh, mm-hmm. Now she listens to podcasts every day, and I know she's going to cry if she hears this. Aww. I'm the luckiest man to call her my wife. She's sexy, smart, badass, and a complete goofball. Uh, thanks for everything. You guys rock sincerely. That's from Ryan. So here's a shout out. That's oh, wonderful. <laughs> one more quick one. Um, guys, my husband, Justin, and I celebrating our 10-year anniversary on the 16th. Oh, I missed it by a day. And he's been the most amazing husband and father of our two kids. Sadly, I am getting neck surgery tomorrow. Oof. So our plans to do any traveling for our anniversary have been postponed. I think a shout out would brighten our day. Thanks a lot. That's from Heather Williams in Newark, Delaware. So there you go. 10 years, man. 10. 10. All right. And then a, a little observation. <laughs> That's the observation. That's yeah. the observation yeah. sound. Yeah. It's, uh, Sling Blade uh-huh. from, from Sling Blade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a commercial that I've noticed that kind of weirds me out a little bit. All right, and it's uh, it is advertised on this station. So, but I'm I'm not saying anything negative. No, about this commercial at all. It's mainly the TV commercial. I know Bill Burns is already thinking, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh no, oh no." Um, but the Citizens Bank commercial. Have you guys heard this? Uh, it goes blah, 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 blah. 
Oh, oh. it's a song. It's like a little jingle. They're showing that if you use the card, right, Preston? Yeah, paying for things. Yes. It's like scat singing while the woman is is showing the ease with using the card as opposed to paying with cash. Is that and she's like, maybe chips. Come on, dollar. Is it the one we just played? I don't no. know. We Let's played it in the last one. stop set. We played it in the last stop set. It's like an acapella group doing... Wiki, wiki, wiki. Right? They do all that. Yeah, it's all acapella stuff. Yep. But when I hear that... It weirds me out a little bit. It's like an alien talking to you. Yes, and I think that's it. Like an alien trying to say... Xenophobic fear that I have right. of, of an alien from Can another world. Can you hear this message, Preston? We're talking directly to you. Can you hear Slabba Baba? All right, so it is this one. Mm, maybe it. chips. All right, it's got to get further oh, into the spot, I guess. So we'll. It's flat. What? You'll know it when you hear them go. Uh, There's a better way to pay. Hey, listen. With a citizen card yeah. in your digital wallet, you'll never have to hear. Again. Right? Well, I'm never going to not one hear it ding now. and you're done. Citizens made ready. Visit citizensbank.com slash ding to learn more. Wireless carrier tech and data charges may apply. Citizens is a brand. Slabba Okay. Maybe it's just me. No. Uh, Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm doing that sort of uh, pay- payment method a lot more these days, so the commercial is effective. Oh, where you... Uh, Your phone? Yeah. Oh, with the phone. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I do the... I need to do the tap. Oh, yep. you're a tapper, huh? I'm a tapper now. I'm a tapper. I like tapping. Yep. Hold on. Marissa wants to jump in here. Can I um, counterbalance this and just compliment all citizens' banks for having the best music in their ATMs? Oh, <laughs> in I, their ATMs. Well, so I, w- I walked into a bank last night. It was after hours, so it was closed, and I just used a little uh, vestibule. Ah, yeah. Citizens' okay. Bank, uh, the ATM area. <laughs> no, they always have this, like, late 90s alt music that oh, gets stuck really? in my head all the time. Literally every time I'm in there, I'm singing along to whatever music they're playing. So, okay. Citizens' Bank on Market Street. You guys rock. Soon it will be nothing but <laughs> you're in the vestibule and that's all that you hear all right um we should do the bizarre fight now bizarre. wmmr presents Kristen and steve's bizarre. bizarre and it is brought to you by wphl tv young sheldon joins the big bang theory on phl 17 weeknights at 7 to 9 30 family night every night is on phl 17 uh, this is pretty wild. I had to read this twice to make sure that I saw this correctly. A train traveling uh, south collided with a barge on Saturday, derailing multiple train cars and sending two of them into the Mississippi River. How do you like, pull that off, right? How in the yeah. hell does this happen? A train hit a barge. The accident happened eleven fifty-one p.m. A Burlington North Santa Fe train derailed. After striking the nose of a barge that had been parked along the shore of the Mississippi River and had turned sideways, bringing the nose of the vessel onto the main track. So the way the ship goes, the, yep. the front of it is angled up. Yes. And it's got room to go up onto shore just a little bit. And it was crossing over the track. And it went over the track. Oh my God. Approximately 1,400 gallons of diesel fuel was released from the train and was seeping into the Mississippi River. Two train cars that landed in the river ended up spilling the coal they were carrying. Six train cars and two locomotive cars derailed during the collision. In addition to the two train cars that wound up in the river, three landed partially in the water, and one of the cars remained upright. Shabba-bubba. <laughs> Shabba-bubba. 
Uh, members of the train's crew were taken to a nearby hospital as a precaution. Nobody was injured in the whole it's thing. It's amazing. But it's electric. The fact that a train hit a boat kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> stood out to me. So, yep. A Florida woman who was pulled over nearly, uh, I'm sorry, pulled over early yesterday claimed that her erratic driving was due uh, to her eating an egg roll while she was driving. <laughs> Always the culprit, isn't it? Uh, an egg roll. They arrested the motorist on a DUI narcotics possession as well. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, but upon spotting a vehicle drifting between lanes around 2 a.m. Sunday, police conducted a traffic stop to check the well-being of the driver for sick, injured, or impaired. When a sheriff's deputy approached driver Maria Drugowitz, uh, she had a distinct odor of an alcoholic beverage coming from her breath. No, it's egg roll. Drugowitz, uh, the cop added, had, quote, difficulty following simple instructions, and her speech appeared to be slurred and mumbled. There must have been something in that egg roll. Asked about her erratic driving pattern, Drugowitz claimed it was due to her eating an egg roll while driving. <laughs> While the rest affidavits make no mention of an egg roll or egg roll fragments being found in Drogowitz's auto, cops did see several different types of pills, including the opio- opi- opioid tramadol from the car. A straw with white powder residue on the inside was found near the pills, an investigator noted. She was arrested for possession of a controlled substance, a felony, as well as driving under the influence of possession of drugs without a prescription. I think uh, egg rolls are way overrated. I'm wow. just going to say that. I said okay. it out loud. Do you know what I do like, though? I, yeah. li- I like, like, chicken egg rolls. I like when they, they riff on yeah. the egg roll for some other yeah. things. Cheese Even like egg a- rolls, chicken yeah. egg rolls, yes, yeah. absolutely. But the actual egg roll itself, mm-hmm. not a big fan. Nah. Ah, I like them. Got to yeah. have yeah. some good sweet and sour sauce to dip it in. All right. Makes it good. Uh, let's see here. A man riding his bicycle under an open parking gate at what was known as the Boca Resort and Club was hit by the gate when it closed, and he's now suing the resort claiming that it didn't maintain the gate that he drove under. He's out of his mind. And from the lawsuit, filed by the attorneys for David Whipple, (laughs) Mr. Whipple, as the plaintiff and his wife were riding their bicycles on the defendant's property and were headed to the member services lounge, they observed the gate barrier arm in a steady upright position and had observed it in the position for several prior occasions. The plaintiff's wife proceeded to ride through the access way toward member services, and the plaintiff followed directly behind her, as they had done in the past, when suddenly and without warning, the barrier arm came down and struck him, causing him to fall off his bicycle. Is that, in fact, what happened? That's what they're saying, yes. At no point time prior did Mr. Whipple, or did the defendant, warn or attempt to discourage the plaintiff. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) The the lawsuit... (laughs) The lawsuit claims uh, the Boca owner LLC, which owned the Boca Resort at the time, is responsible for the gate closing on Mr. Whipple. I mainly liked this story because it talked about Mr. Mr. Whipple. Whipple. You guys remember Mr. Whipple, right? I know the Charmin. Oh, man. Charmin toilet paper. Don't squeeze the Charmin. Charmin. That was Mr. Whipple. He was the dude in charge of that. All right, a stolen SUV careened through a Durham neighborhood over the weekend before taking out the porch of a home. And turning a traffic sign into a spear that impaled itself in a second-floor bedroom. That's amazing. John Bray and his wife, Marissa, were awakened at 3.30 a.m. Saturday by the crash, which they said sounded different from those they usually hear in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's your usual crashes. Uh, They said, we've lived here for about three years, and we knew it was a weird intersection when we moved in, but we never could have imagined the extent of the accidents and the chaos that occurs at this intersection. Daily, there are screeching brakes, horns, and honking. 
When they scrambled downstairs to see what happened, they found the front end of an SUV under their front porch and a path of wreckage across their front yard. Uh, the SUV, which police told the couple... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the I don't even know where I left off. The explosion. Uh, so yeah, they left a path of wreckage across their front yard. Uh, the SUV. <laughs> okay, okay. The SUV, which police told the couple had been stolen a half hour earlier, snapped a tree in half, took out part of their fence, demolished some. <laughs> Demolished some raised garden beds. <laughs> and sideswiped their car. It hit the porch with such velocity that it knocked out a brick support column and left a crack in the home's foundation on the backside of the house. Wow. A nearby property owner showed the couple footage from the security camera that shows the SUV zooming down the street and someone, likely the driver, runs away moments later. As they surveyed the damage, Bray and Minnick noticed a uh, traffic sign hanging from the second story of their home. And it was only then they went back inside and realized how close the sign came to injuring them as they slept. The sign's metal post crashed through the siding into the bathroom and went through an interior wall into their bedroom and ended up next to their bed. Could have killed them. Yeah. I mean, it went yeah. through walls. Uh, before it got to where their bed was. So it was a close call for them. All right, and there you go. <laughs> that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, what did Marissa come in here and whisper uh, to you? She just has a slava baba. Oh, wait a minute. The slava baba? Yeah. Yeah. Right, there you go. Okay, that's just the whole song. Oh, so. We need to have that Thank as a you, constant drop. All right, it's two minutes long. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's two. There's two of them. Oh, there's two it's pieces. the library. There's two of them. <laughs> Saka -taka. Ah, that's better. Sakataka. 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 Saka it's almost dirty. Yeah. It can be. It can be. Sakataka. Sakataka. What? Okay. And then they do the, the, the with the when she flattens out the bill so that it'll go into the machine. It's like, wicka, 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 yeah. wicka, wicka. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. Yeah. Uh, and as we do so, another $25 gift card for Hilltown Tavern. It is the location of that Thursday night little get together we do every week called the Thursday night kickoff. Nick will be at Hilltown Tavern in Maniac tomorrow night. It's at 326 Roxborough Avenue. Uh, from 7 to 9, and a chance for you to win some bird stuff from Bud Light. And we'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll set you up with it. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, it's 60 degree day today. Very comfortable. Tomorrow, just flat out fantastic. Sunshine in 70. And then sun returns on Friday, but colder temperatures too. 48 the high. Saturday, 48 the high. Sunday, 57, so a little bit better, but cloudy. Um, so, uh, enjoy today and tomorrow, and take Steve's heed. Put your uh, Christmas decorations up now. Yeah. Put, put your lights up now. Wait Don't... to turn them on. I, or you can do what you want, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think you should wait until Thanksgiving, personally. But put them in place. Go get them out there, man, because yeah. it's going to be just um, a very enjoyable day. And then after that, i that's one of the reasons I hate putting up lights is because when you go out there and it's cold, it sucks. So it's tough. My uh, my house faces, you know, the sun for the for most of the day, so it, it's which is good. And what I will do, Preston, is I will go out and I will, uh, a lot of times, I will listen to an audible book while I'm doing the, uh, nice. like a Christmas carol or something while I'm doing oh, it. Oh, something yeah, 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 yeah. seasonal? Yeah. Okay. A lot of fun. Oh, and also, don't forget, speaking of the season, we'll get a, a Kathy's Holiday Activity. Yeah. That's right. I'm working on it now. You have a lot to live up to. Fall activities was the best I've ever seen. <laughs> We've all a part taken of that list, right? Yeah, I did definitely. I did. Yep. Yeah, there's actually. I was surprised. Um, there's. I'm surprised every year, but there's new things that are happening, and then there's these. Like I found these little places that are doing these cool holiday activities that you probably wouldn't even know about unless you live in that little town. Mm. They probably didn't start doing them until they hoped someday they would end up on your holiday activities <laughs> list. And they said, we need to come up with a brilliant idea. We can do this. Kathy can feature this. Make the list. Yeah. Uh, so we'll look to do that uh, shortly after Thanksgiving. Yeah, right I think we, Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll do it like um, maybe that Monday or Tuesday right after Thanksgiving. God, Thanksgiving's a week from tomorrow. Yeah, baby. Wow. Wow. I'm all, right. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm very much all right with that. I like that. And yeah. I'll be right back. I spilled coffee all over my uh, shirt. Okay. And I want to stain, so I'll be right back. But Uh-oh. I want to tell you about Perky. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Because uh, I heard that Perky is bringing uh, Thanksgiving um, dinner outfits uh, for little kids. Oh, that's cute. I thought cute. that was another great that little gift for Perky. That is a good idea. Oh. Yeah. oh, now we're all dressing. Right. We're wearing special outfits for Thanksgiving. Well, I know in my house, the elves usually bring, and when they leave for the, the North Pole, they leave uh, Christmas jammies. So I think Perky took a page out of that book, and Perky the turkey is bringing Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving out- jammies. Oh, Thanksgiving Leather jammies. masks. Yeah. Outfits for Leather the day masks. of. Yeah. S&M stuff. Yeah. There's one, Steve, where it, it's an ashtray in your mouth. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Daddy's that. little ashtray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to do today's lesson question. Go ahead. Go clean right, up right your <laughs> messy girl. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco's Nobody Does This Tour, which is going to be the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. The question I have for you this morning is, all right, and you have your choice of several of them. Uh, well, you know what? All right, there were one, two, three, four, five. Get three out of five, and I'll give you the prize. All right, what songs did we play for people stuck in a terrible traffic this morning for the dance party? Uh. Name three, at least three of those songs. 215-263-WMMR. People got out, danced while they were waiting in traffic. And let's see if you were paying attention and you know. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by KGL Skin. They're testing a new body lotion to help with uh, rough, dry skin. And you can apply at KGLSkinStudyCenter.com uh, if you have a patch of mild to moderate skin. And it pays up to 300 for participation. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, teen mom Farah Abraham getting dragged online for pumping her lips with an insane amount of filler. Abraham says perhaps people wouldn't be so quick to judge if they understood that she enjoys giving oral to horses. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> Amy Roloff, we all know Amy Roloff, the former star of Little People Big World, says she regrets that her divorce was used as a plotline on the popular reality show. Roloff says it was hard to admit that she wasn't up to it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, The Rock, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson, he's thrown his hat into the ring for consideration to be the next James Bond Producers are saying Johnson could work for the next Bond installment called The Spy Who Had Trouble Fitting Through Conventional Doorways. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, let's see if you know the answer to this. What song do we play for people stuck in uh, the terrible traffic this morning? You gotta get three out of the five. I will go to Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Hey, what's going on? All right, Kenny. Three of those five songs, please. Cotton Eye Joe, Macarena, and the Chicken Dance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on the line. We'll get your information. The other ones were the electric slide and the cha-cha slide. <laughs> Kenny got it right. Kenny just got himself a pair of tickets. See, Sebastian Maniscalco, nobody does this tour. Let's be at the Wells Fargo Center, November 24th. Tickets are on sale now at Wells Fargo Center. Philly.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Iron Hill Brewery. Their top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers are now available everywhere the craft beer is sold locally. Visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder to find a retailer near you. Uh, In a recent interview with James Corden, Tom DeLonge talked about rejoining Blink-182, calling it the possibility, calling the possibility of a reunion something that they are all definitely interested in. We had all kind of guessed this might be the... It makes sense. It does. Yeah. You almost lost one of the members. Yep. Uh, you know, just re-embrace what you are. He says that uh, finding the time that works for all three members is all that's needed to make it happen. DeLong says the main priority is getting Mark Hoppus healthy again, referring to his recent battle with cancer. DeLong stated he's healing. He's had a long journey of getting his strength back, but I think miraculously to have all cancer gone from him, yeah. he was stage four, and then it, it and, and then it wasn't just remission, it was complete remission. Uh, so they're excited about that. Mark Hoppus recently announced that he was cancer-free, of course. So, yeah, they got to do that, right? Yeah, of course. And, and they were hit machines, man. And it's, it will be huge. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Metallica fans are in luck with the announcement of the band's just-announced ongoing archival project named the Metallica Black Box, which will house an array of artifacts, memorabilia, and rare vault content from throughout the career. Yes, they're selling some more stuff. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Rolling Stone reported uh, the website MetallicaBlackBox.com has, <laughs> has uh, already launched with the uh, the Black Album exhibition, which features a variety of items tied to the band's 1991 self-titled LP known as the Black Album, which just celebrated its 30th anniversary. Do they have anything left now at this point? Uh, they may have sold everything, Steve. Uh, the exhibition includes a handful got some pillows. of mm. galleries filled with rare photos, while Metallica will also live stream 10 rare shows from the Black Album era, selected by super fan and Metallica historian Dan 
uh, Inya Kaleo, Lakeko. Uh, I'm not sure how you say it. Cacalola. Cacalola. <laughs> Dan Cacalola. Uh, so what else do we have here? Um, oh, uh, Epiphone has released the new Billy Joe Armstrong Les Paul Jr., which is available worldwide. The instrument features Billy Joe's... It's got a compass on the stock of this thing that sells time. <laughs> features his autograph as an emblem on the back of the headstock and comes with a deluxe leopard faux fur lined custom hard shell case. Huh. Uh, the Les Paul Jr. player pack is also available, but the uh, but only in the U.S. version uh, is it ready to plug in and play and features the Epiphone Billy Joe Armstrong Les Paul Jr. guitar with a bolt-on neck without signature. Dude. So uh, that is now huh. available for you to get. All right, and this more from the uh, world of uh, of classic rock, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, Rod Stewart only just recently found out why he didn't play the Live Aid concert in 1985. Uh, Rod, who was uh, busy promoting his 32nd album, The Tears of Hercules, explained to the BBC, we actually were supposed to do it, but a few guys in the band told me that our ex-manager turned it down because I wasn't getting on the I wasn't getting the right news coverage. He only wanted me to do it if I got on the CBS News at ten o'clock. <laughs> he said, "If not, he's not doing it." It's like that scene in Queen where he's almost misses. You yeah, know, yeah. He and, said, uh, "Bohemian Rhapsody." He said, "And that's not what it was all about. It was to raise money for kids. It wasn't about the news channel you were going to be on in America. I only just found out." And I thought it was weird that I didn't do it. So he just found this out, which is pretty weird. Um, and he was the career was going quite well at that point in time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, now also, uh, there's an interesting little rumor that he was asked about. Uh, supposedly started by uh, the late great Small Faces and Humble Pie frontman Steve Marriott, that Rod's signature hairstyle was due to running mayonnaise through his <laughs> locks, and. <laughs> So Rod answers that. Okay. And he said, no, that's a load of bullocks. He said, absolutely not true. The only thing I used, and listen to this, Kathy, tell Mm -hmm. me how you would like this. The only thing I used when I first started getting this bouffant, as they call it in France, was warm water and sugar. He said, I've never used mayonnaise. That's ridiculous. Can you imagine the smell? Yeah. So that's, so warm water and sugar, if, if it's. It sounds like simple syrup, which you yeah. use, you know, bartenders use. It's it's boiled water and sugar, and it, well, and it no, completely think... dissolves. And then when it dries, you know, it's that sugar. It would become kind of crusty. You know what I mean? I, I see. I'm I'm thinking of, thinking of it as more of like a scrub. Like that's what he's using to scrub his scalp and clean it. No, no, no. This is um, like his product. Like in his a bottle, because yeah. his dew, his his he had he had really spiky, crazy yeah, spiky yeah, yeah. hair. Uh, at one point, and so uh, yeah, he said he would use uh, he would use warm water and uh, sugar. I guess that crusted it over. And I guess so. It also like attracted a, bees, did it? It'd be like uh-huh. a um, uh, you know uh, a, a forming product that yeah. you put in your hair to, to be yeah. able to move your hair and almost be like a hairspray. Interesting. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. Music news. Uh, so we have a secret text word, and we need a number caller to get a winner. Kathy, what's that going to be? Seven. All right, let's take the seventh caller, 215-263-WMMR. When we return, we'll take that caller. We'll see if they know the word. We'll give away the prize. And while we're in the break, we'll do a random text or two and give away one that way as well. And we'll get ready to wrap up the program when we come back. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. WMMR.com. The way thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop, and WMMR.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, 10.33, as we're about to wrap up today's program, and a number of thank yous. But before any of that, we were looking for our seventh caller to give away a prize. And that caller is Owen. Hey, Owen, how you doing? Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed, Owen. What is our secret text word, sir? Shire. Shire, yes. There you go, Owen. Thank you. Hang on the line, buddy. We got a good prize for you. We're going to set you up with the entire, uh, the Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition on digital. It's been 20 years since hobbits, elves, and wizards of Middle Earth arrived on the big screen. And now they enjoy every moment of all six films at home. You can with the Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition. Own it. Today, it's been 20 years since that first movie came Isn't out. Doesn't blow your mind? Whoa. I remember seeing that movie in oh. the theaters and just blown away. And that is an incredibly consistent trilogy. The Hobbit is very good as well, but it's not to the level, I think, of the Lord of the Rings films. But still amazing. Wow, 20 years ago. All right, and our random texter is Phil Patelmo from Maple Glen, Pennsylvania. We're also going to give him... Uh, the Middle Earth Ultimers, Ultimate Collector's Edition. And like I said, you can own it today. All six films. So there you go. All right. Uh, thank you to uh, comedian and magician Justin Willman. Yay! He's at the Grand Opera House in Wilmington tomorrow night. And then he'll be at the Borgata on Friday night. You can get tickets at justinwillman.com. Uh, thank you also to our friends at Hilltown Tavern. Uh, they're at 326 Roxborough Avenue in Maniunk. Nick will be there tomorrow night is the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. And it's a chance for you to win bird ticket, birds tickets, Bud Light swag, and all kinds of things. They've so got burgers there, by the way. Oh, Make yeah? sure you oh, yeah. stop by and uh, see Nick. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, we need to do the letter of the day. Uh-huh. Uh, Case, you're going to do that, right? Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. P as in porch. All right. And we will give away on Friday $500 from Ashley Home Store. And you can visit their 11 area locations or ashleyfurniture.com for their 12 days of Black Friday deals. I have sponsors to thank. We would very much like to thank Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Also, Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow, Great American Smokeout. Dr. Rosenpenis will be here, and he will be hypnotizing people to get rid of that nasty habit for good. It's an amazing thing that he does. And I think we're sitting on a backlog of prizes. We might have to whip out a contest tomorrow oh, yeah. and do uh, multiple giveaways. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. Pierre Robert is in next to take care of you. We'll see you tomorrow, day. Bye-bye. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat 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 bat